Conversation cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on this 12th day of January, 2024. This is the Horn, head on dot live. It's where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the Mary Wacky Zany real-time madcap multimedia extravaganza. It is the Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round. And whatever time it happens to be when you're listening to the podcast. But if you're listening live, well, feel free to jump into the aforementioned Mary Wacky Zany, and you'll be greeted by the early arrivers, Anatole and Ralph and Squeaky, and um, all capably moderated, of course, by Horn Chief Economist, their Chief Agronomist, Chief Mathematician, Bud Trimmer Emeritus, and Zimmergist Extraordinaire Roger in Oregon. Hi, I'm Robin. And if you're listening to the podcast, let me start out by simply saying, won't you please, please, pretty please, uh, be so kind as to like the podcast and to make sure you're subscribed on a couple of platforms and leave a comment here and there. Hi and there? Really, Roxanne? Uh, Okay. No, it, it helps build the visibility of the program, and we are seeing some increase in numbers as a result of some of y'all doing that, and that's great. I really appreciate it. The community appreciates it. Yes. So uh, here we are. Here we are at uh, Friday on the front porch. I had said yesterday that I would be late to the mic, but uh, the weather has conspired to make me almost completely on time. I was a couple of minutes late, but that wasn't really weather-related. No, uh, uh, there is outside right now, as I speak, uh, a constant roar of near-hurricane-force winds, you know, 65, 70 miles an hour, and it's been going since about 10 o'clock this morning. And it will continue into the night over across the uh, New River Gorge in Oak Hill, West Virginia, up and down Main Street. They've had all kinds of uh, all kinds of wind damage. 
sheet metal laying out in the street and whatnot. Fingers are crossed here. The power's been blinking like a, a like a strobe light in a disco. The internet has been not much more stable. So, early program advisory. Um, if the program suddenly disappears and your, your first thought is, "Hey, what happened to her?" It is. Uh, it's either AEP or Chantel, or more appropriately, this freaking wind. I mean, it's it's fierce out there. I I had my uh, I had my hair down, and I had to walk out to the car because there was a a, a six pack of diet root beer still out there, and I popped the trunk and I walked. But as I was walking to the car, I felt like that Max L ad from like the late '80s because my hair was blown straight back. I wish that I wish there'd been some high quality rock and roll going or something. But yeah, it's 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 wild out there. Uh, uh, okay, emergency, emergency, emergency. Says Wave, five dollars for a uh, for a live on air shout out to Nisha, Fire Marshal Bill, and New Kid Staff. Marathon's greatest Starbucks in the known universe. And a pretty red heart. All right, you got it, Wave. There we go. Hey, Nisha. Hey, Fire Marshal Bill. Hey, New Kid Staff. <sighs> enjoy, uh, uh, enjoy, enjoy being down there in the Keys. It's a, it's a mighty special place. Uh, no, Emilio, it is not A.I. Robin. The real one said she'd be here at round six. You're not fooling me, Internets. I do my own research. For all intensive purposes, I have a new leash on lie. That's so filled with, with, with high-quality Internet gaffes that, yes, it qualifies for an early cowbell. And, you know, as far as, far as that goes, so, uh, Nisha, Fire Marshal Bill, and New Kid Steph, you get a cowbell, too. It's the least we can do. Uh, but every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude. This program is no different. And so as a consequence, we say thanks overnight to our uh, 12th day of the month subscribers. And that means uh, thank you to... Gary in New York. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Paul. Uh, thank you to David in Oregon. Uh, there was a, yes, an anonymous friend said, I think there was a tripling challenge open that I could get in on. That was uh, Billable Rick's uh, challenge from yesterday evening that went unmatched. So the fundraising goal, thanks to that uh, having been matched, Fundraising goal is at seven hundred and thirty-four dollars, and that was the uh, let me see here. Uh, the fight on, don't back down. Summer of love, near albatross, twenty-five dollar, fifty dollar challenge. 
So because our anonymous friend jumped in at $25, that means we went from uh, 509 down to 434, which means that our fundraising goal today is at 734. Thank you so, so very much. Uh, I cannot say that, my anonymous friend, uh, I cannot say that the iPad will not run out of battery because no battery is eternal, but it'll make it through the show. That's nice without having to be plugged in. So uh, I'm very happy about that and about not having a cracked screen anymore. And uh, I think I got it completely set up so that everything got signed in and whatnot. And we'll keep the old one as a backup. Yeah. Hope for the best. Speaking of backups, uh, everything that is chargeable here is charging right now because that's what Appalachian Electric Power said to do. Just kind of hope we uh, hold on to electricity through the course of the evening. Uh, let's see here. Curiously enough, it's not actually that cold out there. It's 42 with a uh, low overnight going down to eh, about 26 degrees at sunrise. Oof. Ralph says, a, light, a lighthouse in Maine, and since my sister and her family live near the coast of Maine, part of their deck blew away. So I'll add $25 to Billable Rick's challenge. Thank you. Thank you, Ralph. So that'll, if that's met, that'll get us down under the $700 mark and go a long way toward all the bill paying. Once I read that email yesterday evening toward the end of the program from AEP, well, I ran right out and loaded up on uh, propane bottles and... Uh, got a new uh, propane space heater so that we can do like zone heating when inevitably the power goes out because we've got a coal for an antiquated rickety hanging together with spit and baling wire and toilet paper, paper coal fried early 20th century technology power grid I mean it just is So again, fingers crossed. And uh, the blown the blown away deck challenge is on the table now. Um, and if met, that would get us down to uh, let's see. Oh, we'll we'll sort it out if it ever if, when and if it happens. It is Friday on the front porch. For those of you who might be new to the program, you can jump in on the conversation. Uh, there's a button, even if you don't have Skype handy, there's a button at the top of HeadOn.Live that will carry you over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree that we sublet from the Keebler Elves. You know, they're not much good on maintenance, those elves, 
But nonetheless, the, uh, we keep the extraordinary ordinary roundtable in the old holler tree. And we gather around it every Friday just to see what's on folks' minds. And uh, it could be any number of things this week, and especially of late. I understand, my anonymous friend. I understand. So, where to begin? Well, uh, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, the Benghazi of our time. Hunter Biden has called the bluff of uh, the the maggot caucus there in uh, the House. And said, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll show up. But he also sent a letter. Uh, he, he and his lawyer, Abby Lowell, who is a far better lawyer than Jim Jacketoff Jordan will ever be, especially seeing he's not a member of any bar, except perhaps one down at the corner, or maybe the Union Pub up on Massachusetts Avenue. Um... Uh, I write to make you aware, if you are not already, that your subpoenas were and are legally invalid and cannot form a legal basis to proceed with your misdirected and impermissible contempt resolution. And you too, oh dear, Abby Lowell done you too, Comer Pyle and Jim Jacketoff Jordan, and you too, of all people, should know that is the case. Ow. Well, that's assuming he was paying. Next week, the House will vote to hold, uh, and this is from Steve Scalise, who went on Shitter and posted a shit. Next week, the House will vote to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress for repeatedly defying subpoenas. Enough of his stunts. He don't get to play by a different set of rules. He's not above the law. Neither's Jim Jacketoff Jordan or Andy Biggs or Scott Perry or any of those miserable maggots who also, curiously enough, ignored subpoenas. Funny how that works. Uh, Norm Eisen, a CNN legal analyst, um, made it pretty clear that uh, Hunter Biden is, well, uh, Gomer Pyle, uh, Comer Pyle, Comer Gomer, Gomer Comer, and Jim Jacketoff Jordan uh, have brought, have brought, uh, have brought Silly Putty to a sword fight. The letter from Abby Lowell went on and said, you proceeded with a contempt process, erroneously claiming Mr. Biden was seeking special treatment, despite Mr. Comer's repeated in public statements about witnesses and Mr. Biden's ability to testify at a deposition or hearing of their choice. He continues and said, Obviously, accepting your unqualified invitation to choose a forum for his testimonies, neither seeking special treatment nor contemptuous behavior, 
Nevertheless, your actions demonstrate that you were not serious about getting facts or the truth and simply wanted to stage some gotcha political theater and create another legal issue for Mr. Biden. As you recount in your contempt reports in 2019, when the Democrats held a majority, they similarly issued impeachment subpoenas before the impeachment inquiry of former President Trump and was authorized by a full House vote. And you, Chairman Jackadoff, during a House, I, he called him Chairman Jordan, during a House Republican leadership press conference immediately after the actual impeachment inquiry resolution vote finally occurred, stated, I want you all to think about something. This morning I was in an impeachment deposition, but then had to leave that to come to the floor for a vote on the rules for impeachment. That says it all about this entire process, and it is a sad day. Lowell said, uh, you've not explained why you're not interested in transparency and having the American people witness the full and complete testimony of Mr. Biden at a public hearing. If you issue a new proper subpoena now that there's a duly authorized impeachment inquiry, Mr. Biden will, Mr. Biden will comply for a hearing or deposition. We will accept such a subpoena on Mr. Biden's behalf. Game, set, match. Norm Eisen said this new letter from counsel shows that the House GOP walked into a trap. The subpoena predates the formal impeachment inquiry, meaning that the subpoena is a nullity, essentially null and void. As if that weren't bad enough, Hunter Biden's letter also points out that the Oversight Committee has seemingly offered a public hearing, but is backtracking on their word. And the coup de grace... Hunter is offering to negotiate new testimony or deposition. He's put the committee in a box, and criminal contempt will not be enforced by DOJ in these circumstances. They're just not very good at any of this, are they? No, they're not. And I, I guess that's good for America. I mentioned yesterday, the, uh, or maybe day before, the Roger Stone recording from Mediaite in which he and his then active duty NYPD cop buddy who was moonlighting as his bodyguard talked about murdering members of Congress, and they weren't kidding. Well, uh, today, Mediaite actually, waiting, waiting, of course, for Roger Stone to deny the existence of the recording, Roger Stone went one better and said, It's AI! God, it's Admiral Akbar all over again, isn't it? It's trap. They keep walking into them. It's like they, it's like the maggots live in a yard full of rakes. And all they can do is, is, is step on them one after another, after another, after another. It's a rake. And so it is that Mediaite, via reporter Diana Falzone, said, We've got the recording. Because, of course, Raj said, I never spoke about assassinating anyone. Fake media can't produce the recording they claim to have. 
Media has produced no audio of me threatening two dim congressmen. Where is it? Post it. Okay. <laughs> Sal Greco is the apparently homicidal cop. The proposed victims were Jerry Nadler and Eric Swalwell. And here, for po- for the posterity of history, well... You can follow up either Stalwell or Nadler has to die before the election. They need to get the message. I'm Diana Falzone, senior media reporter for Mediate.com. Now, earlier this week, I published a piece for Mediate about longtime Trump ally Roger Stone talking about assassinating two members of Congress. Roger Stone spoke with Cop Pal about assassinating Eric Swalwell and Jerry Nadler. In the story, I reported that Stone cop who worked for Stone on the side. Now, since the story was published, Stone has vehemently challenged our reporting. Writing in a post on social media, quote, I never...
Okay, shall we try this again? I told you it might be a little sketchy this evening. Uh, the power blinked, the internet went with it, and it apparently is back and everything's rebooted. So, For all intensive purposes, all I hear is the off-air music. The live stream cut out for me. Yes, Emilio, it cut out for me, too, and everybody else because of, uh, well, because of Appalachian power. But we're going to try to get back to this story because I like this story a lot. We'll start from the beginning. Again, Diana Falzone of Mediaite. Do the follow-up is Stallwaller and Nadler has to die before the election. They need to get the message. I'm Diana Falzone, senior media reporter for Mediaite.com. Now, earlier this week, I published a piece for Mediaite about longtime Trump ally Roger Stone talking about assassinating two members of Congress. Roger Stone spoke with Cop Pal about assassinating Eric Swalwell and Jerry Nadler. In the story, I reported that Stone was caught on tape discussing the prospect of assassinating the two House Democrats with an associate named Sal Greco, a now former NYPD cop who worked for Stone on the side. Now, since the story was published, Stone has vehemently challenged our reporting, writing in a post on social media, quote, I never spoke about assassinating anyone. Fake media I can't produce the recording they claim to have. Well, we do indeed have the recording, and we're going to play it for you now. Before we do, a quick note that this audio has been lightly edited to protect the identity of our source. But here is Roger Stone speaking to his associate Sal Greco at Cafe Europa in Fort Lauderdale weeks before the 2020 election. Get peace there, and we'll find Swalwell and get this over with. It's time to do it. Then we'll see how brave the rest of them are. You can follow up either Stallwell or Nadler has to die before the election. They need to get the message. And just not putting up with this again. Our source told us that this was not a one-off conversation, nor was it in jest. Our source told us Stone was talking about taking specific actions on these plans. Quote, Roger spent election day and the months prior calling for acts of violence. It was definitely concerning that he was constantly planning violence with an NYPD officer and other militia groups. In addition to his social media post, Stone denied ever making these comments in a statement to Mediaite prior to our publishing the story. He told us, quote, total nonsense. I've never said anything of the kind, more AI manipulation. You asked me to respond to audios that you don't let me hear and you don't identify a source for, absurd. However, his associate, Sal Greco, did not deny the comments, telling us, quote, I don't think your reader is interested in ancient political fodder. It's worth noting that this isn't the first time Stone has made the claim that his comments were deep fakes. He made the same claim about his remarks in the documentary, A Storm Foretold, in which he was caught on tape talking about violence. I said, the Lord, and let's get right to the violence. Also worth pointing out here that Stone has a history with Congressman Swalwell and Nadler, both of whom served on the House Judiciary Committee. Stone was convicted of federal crimes in special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation. 
His sentence was commuted by then-President Donald Trump just days before he was set to report to prison. Nadler subsequently announced the Judiciary Committee would look into why Stone's sentence was commuted. So certainly, Nadler and Swalwell were on Roger Stone's radar. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more coverage of this story and the latest in media and politics. For Mediate.com, I'm Diana Felzone. Oopsie. Raj Raj is in trub trub. So I don't I don't know if anybody will act on it. It would be nice if, say, maybe the Department of Justice would investigate, but we don't know. Kind of gives a new a, a new twist to the title of that one documentary. Get me Roger Stone. I just want I I I badly want for Roger Stone to. Take the Richard, he, him, and his Richard Nixon portrait on his tattooed onto his back, uh, into uh, into into a federal a federal prison somewhere. And he probably wouldn't get. And, and remember, Raj is a swinger, so he probably wouldn't necessarily find it all that objectionable. You know, but the fact of the matter is, this should be chargeable somehow. Swalwell or Nadler has to die before the election. Uh, if you want to hear the audio again, it's over at mediaite.com. And hopefully that one interruption is the last interruption we will have on this Friday on the front porch. Yeah, I, I hope it's not too much to ask for. I like it when I run across stories that uh, that reflect things that I have already suggested. I said that the reason Judge Ngoron let Nitwit Nero run off at the mouth yesterday in his courtroom was because he was trying to protect his verdict and for him to display any sort of animus might have provided an allegation of error. Am I broadcasting? No. Okay. Yeah, some days are just... I've been back. I forgot. I did everything but restarting the stream. But I've been yammering on for a while now, so... uh, If you want to hear the Roger Stone audio, catch the podcast after it goes up. I just realized that, it, yeah, so we will get going on the front porch here in about 24 minutes or so. What I was saying, though, is that uh, it was gratifying to see people agreeing with my assessment, not that they were agreeing specifically with me, but we get a lot of stuff right here 
first. Judge and Goron let Nitwit Nero run off at the mouth. And all he was doing was uh, giving Julius Geezer a chance to hoist himself on his own petard. And so on MSNBC, uh, that seemed to be the assessment as well. President Donald Trump's civil fraud trial is now in the hands of the judge. The trial against Trump, his two eldest sons, and the Trump Organization ended yesterday in a New York City courtroom after the state attorney general's office and Trump's defense team both delivered their closing arguments. The former president was allowed to speak briefly during part of the presentation by his lawyers. The judge asked Trump directly if he would, quote, promise to just comment on the facts and the law. But to the surprise of no one, Trump ignored him, immediately launching into a five-minute rant that broke all of the judge's rules, claiming he was simply an innocent man who has been politically persecuted. Trump's attorney to control his client before cutting Trump off for a scheduled lunch break. Both Trump and the state AG, Letitia James, later addressed reporters outside the courtroom. Every single just about case that I'm involved in is set up by Biden. They're doing it for election interference. And in a way, I guess you'd consider it part of the campaign, because if you really look at it, they are doing this. It's never been done like this in this country. It's like we're a third world country, a banana republic. This case has never been about politics or personal vendetta or about name calling. This case is about the facts and the law. And Mr. Donald Trump violated the law. At the end of the day, the point is simple. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how rich you are, that no one is above the law and that the law applies to all of us equally and fairly. Joining us now, MSNBC legal analyst Charles Coleman to help under, help us understand this. Charles, I guess it was no one's, to no one's surprise that Trump uh, burst into that rant yesterday. What's your reaction, though, as to what role it could play in the outcome? Did he help or hurt himself? Well, Jonathan, in the long run, I do think that he hurt himself. I think that what he was trying to do was force the judge into a position where by denying him an opportunity to speak, he would have created an uh, issue for appeal for himself. And Judge Ingeron basically gave him the rope and he hung himself predictably. And so I think that what he ended up doing was basically creating a space where this is one less thing that becomes an appealable issue in the long run that he might be able to go back and say, look, I was untr I was treated unfairly and my rights were abridged in some way, shape, form or fashion. So kudos to the judge for the judge uh, allowing this to happen in the way that it did. It was, I believe, a calculated risk by the bench. He understood that there was a risk that this could happen, but ultimately it didn't play a factor in the way that Donald Trump wanted it to. So, Charles, the judge, there's a $370 million penalties. That's what the state attorney general wants to impose. The judge has, and will also prevent Trump from doing business in New York State. The judge has said he hopes to make a decision by January 31st. Talk to us a little bit about the process the judge now has to go through and what you think the outcome might be. 
Well, Jonathan, it's important to note that in addition to the finding of liability that we've already seen on summary judgment, there were an additional six counts that were on this case that needed to be decided. So there will be a liability determination on those, which I suspect are going to lean in favor of the state attorney general's office. Uh, it's a question, and Judge Engeron sort of noted this when he talked about the level of liability that he saw with respect to intention around both Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump, which was, quite frankly, a little bit of a surprise, but after determining the liability on those remaining six counts, the judge will then look at whatever information has been presented by both parties in terms of the actual worth of the Trump organization and the level of intention, and then levy a penalty based on that. I suspect it's going to be higher than the $270 million that was originally requested, but lower than what the Attorney General's office currently seeks at uh, some $370 million. All right. We're up against the clock, but we will have you back real soon. We really appreciate it. MSNBC legal analyst Charles Coleman, thank you for joining us this morning. And thanks to all of you for getting up way too early with us on this Friday morning and all week long. Morning Joe starts right now. Only it does. Haley and each other with Haley presenting herself as the candidate of the future. What we need is a leader that's not looking at four. Oh, I was hoping the, I was hoping the rest of the line would come through. Uh because Numerata Haley, because she's Numerata Haley, and Atne Ute Aitbre, if you own a what I mean, said, uh, hmm. we don't need a president for the next four or eight years. We need a president who thinks uh, a president for 20 or 30 years. And Stephen Colbert responded, well, here's the good news. The Republican frontrunner is looking at 30 years, 20 with good behavior. Ha. Yeah, it's there's kind of a tale of two a tale of two attorney gen, attorneys general here. On the one hand, you've got Letitia James actually doing her job, on the other hand, however. You've got the Attorney General of Alabama, a creep by the name of Steve Marshall, who uh, implored the 11th United States Circuit Court of Appeals to let their uh, transgender adolescent medical ban go into effect, even though it is still in litigation. And the 11th Circuit, being a gang of maggots, said, sure, why not? What's another, what's another dead trans kid or dozen? And Marshall, uh, Steve Marshall, because he is a liar, brayed about the 11th Circuit announcement. I thought I had that sound effect turned off. I do. Must be this. Must be the uh, Skype chat. Uh, no, Steve Marshall, being a liar, said, 
of the physical and psychological safety of our children can now be better protected from those untested and life-altering chemical and surgical procedures through the implementation of the Alabama Vulnerable Child Compassion and Protection Act. This is a significant victory for our country, for children, and for common sense. Because common sense says the best thing to do is let trans kids die. Make sure that their bodies get wrecked. Make sure that they have no hope of a future being able to live as who they are. And, uh, well, we've been through the whole thing about puberty blockers. The fact that there are no gender surgeries taking place in the state of Alabama. There are no certainly no genital surgeries, you know, except the ones that parents are allowed to ch- choose for their non-consenting infant children. Uh, there's no body-altering surgery allowed for children in Alabama except for the surgeries that can happen with parental consent for little cis girls who want bigger booba or want to have their... Uh, genitals modified, that's completely legal. Still, cis kids experiencing a precocious puberty, you know, know, a a five-year-old developing breasts, or a second grader having her first period, those kids can still get the very same puberty blockers that trans kids are denied, and they can be on those puberty blockers... for far more uh, more years than a trans kid generally is. But they're untested and unsafe if they're for trans kids. But they're good medicine if they're for cis kids. It's almost like, I don't know, uh, trans kids have to, offer, uh, have to occupy some entirely separate space in Alabama, like maybe the back of a bus. Lawyers for the parents down there said Alabama's transgender health care ban will harm thousands of transgender adolescents across the state and will put parents in the excruciating position of not being able to get the medical care their children need to thrive. The district court issued its preliminary order blocking the ban after hearing days of testimony from parents, doctors, and medical experts about the devastating impact of this ban and the lack of any medical justification for it. Today's ruling will hurt parents and children in the state. We will continue to challenge this unlawful ban and to support parents and their kids in pushing back against the dangerous reality of being denied access to necessary best practice medical care. At this point in time, all, all, of, all a parent can really do, and this is really, really sketchy because Alabama is a vicious place, is get DIY, you know, do-it-yourself hormones ordered, or not even hormones, puberty blockers ordered over the Internet. And the 11th Circuit really should have left the the injunction in place, because again, the entire thing will be tried 
on its constitutionality in August of 2024. Reporters reached out to uh, Steve Marshall, the lying attorney general of, of, of Alabama, and asked what how they plan to enforce it. Well, that was back last September. And uh, a spokes creep for lying Steve Marshall said, The office does not answer questions about how we intend to investigate and or enforce any criminal law. God. Like I said, a tale of two attorneys general. One doing her job. The other doing a job on the most vulnerable children in the state of Alabama. Ugh. I saw somebody uh, asking about, wonder wonder if Robin could get one of those backup emergency generators that's run by propane or whatever. And at Brother Deacon's, at Brother Deacon Ace's suggestion, I went and took a look, and <laughs> well, uh, the best seller at Lowe's, a Guardian Generac 26,000 watt dual fuel liquid propane natural gas 200 amp home standby generator with an automatic transfer switch is available for the low, low, lows price. See what I did there? Of $6,997, and that makes my liver quiver. We had one at one point. Uh, it was one of the ones that you had to pull the crank on and everything, but the, uh, it didn't have the it didn't have sufficient oomph to uh, actually run the program and the fridge and you know very lights and what have you. So there's the answer to that question. Brother Deacon. Oh, where? Oh, what else? Uh, oh, this is fun. Once again, we find that maggots can't stop thinking about how other people have sex. It would be nice if these weirdos, these perverts, these legislative wires could, I don't know, just go home and get it on and get it over with. What I mean is, representing Jim Jacket off Jordan has sent a letter demanding that one of the prosecutors in the Georgia case against Julius Geezer Uh, turn over a bunch of documents related related to the Fulton County DA's investigation. They're going after Nathan Wade because rumor mongers 
have been hopping up and down, shrieking and hooting and grunting, Nathan Wade is having an affair with Fonnie Willis. And? Uh, the letter said, We believe you possess documents and information about the coordination of the Fulton County District Attorney's Office with other politically motivated investigations and prosecutions and the potential misuse of federal funds. Accordingly, we ask for your cooperation with our oversight. Nathan Wade, one hopes, will uh, fold it up into a into a nice little rhomboid shape, send it back to Jim Jacket off Jordan, and tell him to stuff it where the sun doesn't shine. The allegation uh, came via a motion filed this past Monday by a uh, a maggot creep named Mike Roman, who was a campaign aide in the 2020 election for Nitwit Nero. Uh, Mike Roman is upset about the fact that uh, he says Wade is in a relationship with Bonnie Willis and that he's made hundreds of thousands of dollars as a special prosecutor. Mike Roman, again, just a maggot creep says that uh, Willis and Wade have been on trips paid for from the salary, and he says, that's fraud! In the Washington Post story about it all, uh, the Post reminded its readers, uh, the filing did not offer evidence to back up those sensational claims. Nathan Wade is in the midst of a divorce. And the pettifogger representing uh, Wade's uh, estranged wife has subpoenaed Fonnie Willis. Wonder which way she votes. We uh, we talked yesterday. Oh oh, hi Steve. Steve in New York says greetings for Columbus and Dudathon weekend. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. Well, dude, that's like your opinion. <sighs> I, I, I would love to, uh, one of these days. Give me a little advanced planning time, and uh, I, I would love to go to Dudathon. I think that would be be a blast. But we talked yesterday. Yes, Steve Marshall is a liar, Emilio, and uh, uh, also a lute. I taught you dancing, lad, and prancing, and lute, and flute. Anybody know where that line comes from? Lamb, I taught you dancing, lamb, and lute, and flute. We talked yesterday about how the minute that the legislative session opened here in West Virginia, that they got right busy, uh, trying to enshrine 
vicious bigotry into the laws of this state. Came as no surprise. More bills have been filed. Just not going to go there right now. But it's part of a set piece across the country. The new legislative session has opened as well in Talibandiana. Uh, sorry, Dave. Oh, wait, what? Stephen New York, uh, well, Stephen Columbus says, jack it off. He can't stand it that D.A. Willis can legitimately tell him to go pound sand. Yeah, he's going to have to, uh, dear, uh, dear jack it off. Don't just jack it off. Fuck off. XO, XO, funny. Who has a, who actually knows how to conduct a trial? And you, meanwhile, jack it off. Got your law degree from a crackerjack box. No, but in Talabandiana, they're doing something similar. A, uh, a creepy maggot in that legislature by the name of Chris Judy. No, really. Uh, who is the vice chair of the? Calabandiana House Family, Children, and Human Affairs Committee sponsored HB 1291. That bill requires the word gender to be stricken from bunches and bunches of Indiana laws and inserts biological sex. Uh, it goes on to uh, providing specific biological-based definitions because I say biological like that because all these maggots have is like a fourth-grade understanding of biology. Uh, but uh, the biological-based definitions for words like man, woman, boy, girl, father, and mother uh, – The Indianapolis Star reporting on this, Michigas, said that would mean the state would recognize a person's gender based on their sex organs rather than how they choose to identify. <sighs> What's more, Chris Judy, I wonder if that's Chris's biological name. Maybe it should be Chris Jude. Never mind. Uh... The bill also says, we here in Talbandiana uh, still got us a law that bans same-sex marriage. Funny how that happened right after Monkey Up down in Florida, or, or Monkey Up down in Florida said, well, we recognize the federal law, but uh, Florida still bans uh, marriage except between one man and one woman. You know, one man like uh, uh, Christian Ziegler and one woman like old Bridget Ziegler married in the eyes of God and romping in bed with another woman. That's a good God-fearing, upstanding man, woman, other woman. Christian, wait, that's not a marriage. 
WNDU in Taliban, Indiana, says that HB 1291 seeks to change the state's stance on gay marriage by stating that marriage is between one man and one woman. And it says that any other marriage is void in Indiana, even if the marriage is lawful in the place where it is solemnized. That there is what we call nullification, because it is a matter of constitutional law that marriage equality is the law of the land, that one cannot ban or segregate marriage to only between heterosexual people. And it's also a violation of the full faith and credit clause, which has nothing to do with finance. I said that because I know Steve in Columbus is listening. And as a consequence, um, when I say full faith and credit, Steve thinks, you got to tell him it ain't got nothing to do with money. And it doesn't. And like Steve, it drives me bananas when I hear high government officials. Okay, I'm sorry. Elevated uh, government officials. They may or may not be high. Uh, talking about finance issues and then saying the full faith and credit of the United States. Full faith and credit applies to, well, like, let's say I drive across West Virginia's river into the Buckeye State. A a trooper from Ohio can't pull me over for simply having West Virginia tags instead of Ohio tags because Ohio has to to recognize, as a matter of full faith and credit, the licensing of a vehicle from West Virginia. Same thing with a driver's license itself. Every state has to recognize the driver's license from another state. Uh, what's more, Taliban Indiana maggots there have also filed a bill to that, that bans recognition of transgender people at all. Oh, well, thank you, Stephen Columbus. Full faith and credit clause. You get a legal cow bullhorn. I don't have one of those. I'll take the cowbell, though. No, Taliban Deanna wants to say that trans people don't exist. Don't worry, if you're not trans, it only affects people like me. But they'll find a way for it to affect others sooner or later. You start with the trances, and then you move on you know, to like you know not recognizing Muslims or not recognizing. Oh wait, they've already done that. A woman's right to manage the workings of her own body. Aaron Reed, the leading LGBT, one of the leading LGBTQ journalists in the country, said. It's one of several states to do so, Taliban Indiana, perfectly mirroring, how about that, Mother Russia's 2020 law and Hungary's of 2023. I will also note it updates the definition for gay marriage as well in preparation for overturning Obergefell. And that's exactly what's going on. The the marriage language is doing the the bidding of Clarence Pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas in his concurrence in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, in which he said, I want you all to bring me all them gay marrying cases that offend good Christian sensibilities and 
bring me bring me them them homer sectional cases that and and what we'll do is we'll overturn everything that overturned the laws against being queer well we'll and 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 uh, we'll overturn all the laws that, uh, that let women buy slut medicine and men buy or women buy uh, rubbers i'm not kidding uh, the only thing we're not going to touch is the, the the Supreme Court decision that let me marry as a black man my beautiful white wife, my white my white hot trad wife, insurrectionist. So Talavandiana is obliging. ABC 57 said that uh, Indiana House Bill 1291 would redefine a person's gender in several laws that describe a person being physically male or female to match their sex assigned at birth. If passed, this would affect how police identify a missing person, laws surrounding sex discrimination, and even how people are put in jail. Among other things... Uh, because they're maggots and, well, they hate women. Uh, they've declared, female means a person with a reproductive system that, but for a medical verifiable genetic disorder of sex development at some point produces ova. Well, that uh, says that any woman who's had a hysterectomy is no longer female. Male means a person with a reproductive system that but for a medically verifiable genetic disorder of sex development at some point produces sperm for fertilization of ova. Yeah, well, that definitely lets the trans men out, but the problem is it also lets cis men out who have perhaps genetic differences. Not anomalies, not defects. Just differences. And they're doing all this because outfits like the Alliance Demeaning Freedom and the Family Policy Research Council and the Council for Policy of Family Research and the Family Research Council policy are lining their maggot pockets in exchange for this hateful theocratic legislation. Not just West Virginia. Not just Florida. Oh no, not by a long shot. So, uh, that's a start. <laughs> it's funny though. Uh, Comer Pyle and Jim Jacketoff Jordan are very serious now. Uh, in another letter today, uh, those two Solons said, while we will work to schedule a deposition date, we will not tolerate any additional stunts or delay from Hunter Biden. Or what, motherfuckers?
Or what? And it's uh, <laughs> this this part I am loving. I confess. Uh, Mullah Moses Mike Johnson thinks he has a deal to keep the government open past January the nineteenth, which is a week from today, by the way. But the maggots are having none of it. So, Princess Sporkfoot, three days ago, said, I'm sick of the chaos, and said she would not file a motion to vacate the Speaker. And then she changed her tune. She said, if there's a bipartisan deal to fund uh, fund Ukraine and border security that she would be willing to file a motion to vacate against the mullah, Moses. Moses, Moses, Moses. That is a failing, losing strategy, Sporkfoot said, and I will never support it. I'll fight it as much as possible, even if I have to go so far to vacate the chair, and there's others that agree with me. Well, Mala Moses, I hope it doesn't hurt too little. But you see that they're willing to use that as a means of even keeping, uh, well, as a means of making sure the government shuts down, both on the 19th and then further in February. Uh, so, uh, if someone would please be so kind as to uh, connect me to the old holler tree, I would greatly appreciate it. And in the meantime, we have a Mr. Meth Pillow sighting. It, that's right, Mike Lindell is now butt hurt at the free market. And he went on that that uh, uh, rattletrap podcast uh, that uh, the man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells hosts and he said uh, Fox News will no longer carry my ads or my meth pillows I find that disturbing. Fox News has canceled my pillow. Ever since I've been speaking out about our election platform since January 21st, they've been attacking my company, my pillow, with cancel culture. And now, Fox News. Uh, Today he talked to Newsweek and said, this was on Wednesday. I spent a day wondering what to do. It's very, very disturbing <clears throat> news.
according to Matthew and Pelly at Newsweek. Lindell told Newsweek that his media team was told by Fox News that they no longer they'd no longer be running his ads. According to Lindell, the media team reached back out to Fox News asking for a reason why, but they've not yet heard back. Here's the problem, though. Nope, he wasn't canceled as such. He's a deadbeat. Fox News is in the money-making, not the news, business. They're in an entertainment uh, channel. They say so themselves. It's just that uh, Emery and Marveline in their matching Barca loungers down at the in, in the single wide down at the Ballerina Swan Lake and Country Club, uh, Trailer Park and Country Club, don't realize it. Because it. Marveline, it says right there, news. It's got to be news, right? Absolutely, Emery. Well, uh, over at Fox News. Uh, Raw Story reached out to him, and 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 uh, someone at Fox News says, "Yeah, we're not uh, we're not running any more Mr. Meth Pillow ads right now because Mike Lindell isn't paying for them." <laughs> uh, well, well, I, I thought they were free. I know, I know. So let's uh, let's do let's go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree we sublet from the Keebler Elves and see what's going on. Hey, Roger. Howdy, howdy. How are you? My my voice is a little screwed up because I've come down with some kind of a sore throat number and it's it's kind of scratchy laryngitis type bullshit, but. Uh, I'm here and doing okay. Uh, glad glad to hear from you. Uh, yeah, I tested and it's negative for COVID, so. No, it's just I'm that just upper. It's probably just that upper respiratory crud that seems to be running around. We've dealt with it. I know. I know so many people that have dealt with it. Maybe. Well, I got my uh, eye injection the other day and had. Almost 48 hours of the black dot. Usually it's only about 12, so Ooh, that, that must was be, kind of... That's got to be annoying. Well it, it's, it, well, it started out down about 4 o'clock, and then it went to 6 o'clock, and then it went over to 7 or 8 o'clock, and then it went back to 6 o'clock. So it was floating around, so it, it's just a floater that, that reabsorbs, and it's kind of a common number. It's the seventh one I've had, so... Uh, I get used to them. Didn't get used but to most anything. But it's saving my sight. Exactly. Uh, anything wild or wonderful on the uh, uh, the Zimmergy or home canning front? Well, I've got uh, two gallons in, in four different jars, four and a half gallon jars of my uh, last pick of the ahi Amarillo peppers. Oh wow! Because we've got a snowstorm coming in, supposed to start later today. I don't know. I think Theo's already getting it up north. Yeah, Theo had alluded but, uh, to it. They're 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 bubbling away, and I'm burping them. I got to add some more brine because some of them pushed out brine, so I got to make up some more brine. But I'll do that tonight. But anyhow, I'll have a bunch more hot pepper juice for you. 
Wonderful. I've got two jars sitting here on my desk waiting to, I think that if it fits at ship's box, takes eight jars. So I'll work at getting more jars before I ship it off to you. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you, Roger. Uh, by the way, Randy, yeah, Radar, just, Randy Radar says make sure it's not strep. No, I, I can taste strep. Uh, I've had it enough times to where I know what strep is. Anyhow, I got a way for the uh, Republicans that want to get rid of Trump to get rid of Trump and be done with it and not have to depend on uh, the MAGAs uh, not voting for his ass. All the House has to do is bring back the second impeachment vote to the House floor. They don't need to listen to anything. They've already all heard it once. And send it over to the Senate. And then get the Senate to do the impeachment. And that blows all of his (laughs) arguments regarding whether he's been impeached and whether he's got immunity and all the rest of that bullshit blows it right out of the water. And it wouldn't really be good for America overall because then it would set the precedent that he had to be impeached before he could be tried. But... uh, It'd sure blow his ass out of the water right quick. Hey, go over that again. I, 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 what do you mean bring it? Bring the second impeachment back? All right. There was the first impeachment with all the hearings and all the rest of that shit, and it went over to the Senate, and it didn't didn't fly. The second impeachment, which was done after January sixth, went over to the Senate after the trial in the House or the presentation of evidence and was sent over to the Senate to be tried. And it got, I believe, 57 votes in the Senate, but it needed 65. Needed 67. So they, 67, okay. But they wouldn't have to hold a whole lot of hearings in the House of Representatives because all that evidence was already presented And for the most part, all the people in the House now are the same ones that heard it because they sat the House on January 5th or something and then sent it over and he didn't leave office till January 20th and then it failed in the Senate. So the existing House and the existing Senate are the same House and Senate no, they weren't because we've had an off-year elections yes. since then. Yeah, I mean, so there've been there've been some different, different folks. They're, they're different, but they are also entirely different Congress. That was the 117th, and we are in the final year of the 118th. Well, let me put it this way: the presentation of evidence in the House could be clearly shortened, and it could be sent through on a on greased skids. But this is where I'm getting lost, Roger. How are you going to do that with a Republican majority? What I'm getting at is if there are sufficient Republicans that aren't MAGA, the Democrats would all vote for it. So in the House, you'd only need one or two. And, you know, I realize it would take complete – it would take the Speaker to go for it as well because he'd be the one to do it. 
And the uh, all I'm saying is that this would be a kind of a way to blow Trump's argument about immunity out of the water. <laughs> is it a long shot? Yes. Is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? No. I don't know if it's doable. Because because a, you can't impeach somebody after they've left office. Uh, that's 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 nominally part of it, but primarily it's procedural. Nothing moves in the House absent the Speaker's permission. And our present Speaker of the House is a maggot. Yes, not just a maggot, an election denier. Anyhow, the only way to do the only one the, of those things, the only way to the only the, the, the only way I can think of to do that, Roger, would be for there to be a discharge petition. And that's like 215 or 230, 230 votes, I think, somewhere in there. And then it would be considered it's not a privileged resolution like a motion to vacate is so they don't have to drop everything and consider it. Anyhow, it was just one of those things that I lie around in bed thinking about shit and going, you know, his his thing. And, and I mean, we all know that Mitch McConnell <coughs> did his little spiel on the Senate floor about how uh, he hasn't gotten away with anything yet because he's liable for criminal law. Right. And now the argument is that the criminal law can't deal with him because he didn't get impeached. So my thought was that this would be a way to deal with it. I mean, it's it's interesting. I just I, I, I don't think it's technically feasible. Okay. Well, it won't be the first idea I had that got shot down in this outfit. It, it's, it's not it's not like we're looking for reasons, Roger. <laughs> I know. And my brother-in-law just wrote me a note, and I, I haven't. I'm not going to argue with him quite yet, but he's already been found not guilty. No, he didn't get found not guilty because the impeachment isn't criminal; it's political. Right. The impe- so there's there is no there is, there, there is no finding of guilt. Yeah. Now uh, he can. There is conviction and acquittal. But it is it is not a criminal process at all. There is there is no jeopardy. There can't be double jeopardy before. The, but there can't be double jeopardy without there having been a first jeopardy. He has yeah. ne- he has never been in jeopardy. And for instance, there's no de- uh, just to extend it a little further. There's no jeopardy that attaches. No double jeopardy attaches between say. The Georgia case and the federal case in D.C. or Florida, because in in order for there to be double jeopardy, the second charge must contain identical elements to the first charge. So in the case of Georgia, it is and I don't know if this is the exact language for Georgia, but against the peace and dignity of the people of the state of Georgia. 
Well, that is an element that does not exist in the Florida case or the D.C. case. Well, it's just like the news I heard today that the Biden administration, um, there was somebody who did a shooting in a shopping mall or somewhere, and he's already serving 15 consecutive life sentences over the, the shooting. But apparently the feds are now going to try him in federal court asking for the death penalty. That's the bu- on, that's uh, the Buffalo supermarket shooter. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to seek the but, federal death penalty for him regardless of, of, of any state action. Correct. So that's not double jeopardy because it's a federal crime, not a state crime. Right. But he's being, being and tried it, on. And, and they have different the elements. You see what I mean about the elements? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Mike and Cascadia jumping in on this. Uh, Roger's idea, what if someone, uh, what if somehow, suddenly, the GOP House didn't have a majority? The Democrats could have a motion to vacate and dump Johnson and then install Jeffries. Hopefully with the razor-thin margin and GOP reps dropping like flies, Scalise, McCarthy, etc., the Dems have a plan if there's a sudden instance where they're the majority. Would this work, thus making Roger's idea a possibility? If they drop below, if, it, if they were to get, if the, if the maggots were to get to the point where they didn't have more members than the Democrats did, remember, any, any, any single member of the House, not just a member of the majority, any single member can submit a privileged motion to vacate. So I would assume if it wound up, say, there were 213 Democrats and 212 Republicans, one of those Democrats would probably drop a motion to vacate on Mullah Mike Moses Johnson. The motion would carry, and then you would have speaker elections. And Jeffries would get it in a heartbeat. Yes. One ballot. Uh, on one ballot and by one vote. Hmm. Interesting. And what is the Republican majority now? One or two? Uh, I think it's three. Three? Okay, I, I know it's slim. Uh, it's, yeah, and... and I'm sure there are memos going out daily. Remember, don't get all drunked up on 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 beer this Sunday and try to fix your Florida your gutters down in Florida. Stay off the bicycles. Look both ways crossing the street. Stay off small aircraft. Well, I don't know even big aircraft, uh, depending on what. Well, that's, that's true. That, that's yeah, safe. that's that's true because, you know, you got the you got Boeing having problems with the three seven Max, and apparently a uh, a door open light came on on a United flight, and wouldn't go off even though the doors weren't open, and that was an Airbus. And Boeing and Airbus are the only two manufacturers of 
major long-haul uh, passenger aircraft. Aircraft. Yeah. That's not good. And memory serves me right. Robin, Boeing's um, passenger aircraft division is in Wichita, Kansas. And their military aircraft division is in St. Louis. Um, what about Washington State? Yeah, I think they have one up in Washington State too. I'm not that's, sure. What, what, that, that, that's their home, and then they opened up they opened up shop down in South Carolina Stan. Okay, so they got they got four places now. Yeah, cheap labor. I know I know I know St. Louis is the only place they make military aircraft. That's for, that's for sure I know that because that's that's where Lambert Field is and that they always test at a Lambert Field in between commercial flights. Oh, let's uh, let's look around. Who who else is uh, in the room today? Oh, I'm getting ready for what could possibly be the coldest NFL game in history tomorrow night. You're going? I might be. My cousin has an extra ticket. Do you have appropriate gear? That's what I'm trying to decide. I mean, like I it, enough, uh, enough. Trying to decide if I got uh, enough layers. Insulate, insulated, uh, insulated hunting hunting trousers or skiing skiing pants or uh, a big a big well insulated jacket uh, gloves I, face mask. I don't, I don't know if I want to go because by the fourth quarter it's supposed to be wind chills negative fifteen and it's supposed to start snowing. Oh, that's perfect football well, you- weather. You could take a sleeping bag and just zip up inside the sleeping bag and only leave your head out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though. As cold as it's going to be out there tomorrow, this may be a really low-scoring game. It'll probably be a field goal game. Can't wait to watch them. Hey, I don't Ken. know. The field goal kicker might break toes hey. on the first field goal. That's true. <laughs> yeah, what was it? The Ice Bowl, the Packers and the Cowboys. They had that one. Yeah. People's like lips were frozen together. But what a <laughs> lot of what a lot of people don't remember, I don't remember because I that was before my time. But I heard stories about it from my dad. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins are known for playing the longest football game in history in the playoffs in December, before we had to start having the playoffs in January. The longest, it's still the longest football game ever recorded in history. And I watched it. How many overtimes did that game go into? I don't know, but uh, didn't Garo Upremian finally finish him off? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Robin, you watched it? Yes. And I helped. <laughs> hey, Christopher. Hey, happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. But what I find more interesting is, is this year for the first time ever, we got the Cowboys and the Texans in the playoffs, and we could end up seeing an all-Texas Super Bowl. Oh, dear God, please no. <laughs> and, and and look, of course, we got, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the big Cowboy. I hope John Bredevo's not listening. Love you, John, but I'm waiting for the Cowboy choke. This is not the well, you think the caravans, to, 
you think the caravans to Texas are bad now, just wait you and see. It's all Texas uh, Super Bowl. Oh God. <laughs> so I've been hearing rumors. I have to ask you how you feel about it, Christopher. I've been hearing rumors that uh, Jim Harbaugh might head for the Bears. I'm hoping. I've floated this idea around to many, many folks. My Bears friends love the idea. Fan, uh, fans of other teams are not happy with that idea. I've heard Chargers. I've heard Raiders. Uh, or Bears. He's got to get out of Michigan for all the reasons Steve has cited, right? So he he's got to get he's got to climb out from underneath that rock and get the hell out of Dodge. Well, and I will take him. He he. I see him as a great stepping stone coach, uh, a, a C to B coach, maybe not to A, but our organization is so screwed up. Oh y'all y'all are a mess. It out. Oh, it's disgusting. We're probably the well, worst. At the NFL. Did you guys hear the rumor about about what Tom Brady's trying to pull off? Well, God, now what? Well, after the after the Super Bowl, the NFL is supposed to do that vote to whether or not if a team owner can come and play as quarterback. Yeah, oh, Jesus. He, and if he's he said if he's allowed to come as quarterback, he's thinking about hiring Belichick as Raiders head coach. Ah. <sighs> Get the whole band back together. Oh fuck! Uh, really? Uh, and me and be me. like the Doobie Brothers reunion tour. <laughs> and and uh, where's where? No, where's my where's my rot gut bottle of of, of Mexican gasoline? Uh, really? Yeah. yeah so I got what's an, Teddy Bruschi I, doing these days? Yeah, no Who was kidding. the kicker? <laughs> Who was I, the great kicker? I got it. I got it. Adam Finitari. Yeah, yeah. What's he doing? Get him back there. Yeah. Kevin, uh, Kevin, I gotta ask. Yes, uh, sir. Yes, ma'am. Sorry. Uh, how do you how do you feel about the departure of Belichick? Uh, I I think it had to be done. I think it had to be done. I I I heard that uh, it was such a fiasco. Um, he hired Bill O'Brien to be the offensive coordinator, and then he cut his balls off by saying he couldn't hire his own assistants. That's Belichick for you. Um, you know, and uh, the whole – so the offensive tackle, their best offensive tackle, was completely uh, checked out for the whole season. He was just like, you know what? Nothing's going on here. This isn't going anywhere. That's why they got sacked so many times, both of those quarterbacks. And, uh, I mean, I thought Matt Jones was okay that rookie year. You know, uh, he had decent season. Actually, a pretty good season. And uh, he wanted to bring Matt Patricia back again. For offensive coordinator for a second year in a row. A defensive coordinator that they made offense coordinator. Now, I don't know how the hell they did that, but they did. And I guess Belichick was pissed. He wanted Patricia to still be the offense coordinator, and uh, I think Kraft and said, "No, no, we're gonna we're gonna get a regular guy." And they, they brought in O'Brien, and O'Brien, I think they let him pick one coach. So the whole season was just just from Jump Street, just gone. And um, I just think it it just naturally had to 
they had to part ways, you know. So, so is, he, is, he, is he done? Will he go somewhere else? Um, I, I think he will. He wants to win the all-time motion record. And, uh, you know, this thing that Chris was talking about with Brady and Vegas, who knows? I heard the Chargers, and I'm hearing that too. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm on my third week of the flu. Third week? <laughs> yeah, just, well, you know, just lingering, lingering. Just like, it just, it's like, you've heard of long COVID, how about long flu? Oh, God. I went, and got checked out. I went and got checked out over the weekend, over the, the merge room, actually. And I says, uh, you know, this thing has been going away. What's going on? I wanted to get checked out, make sure there's no pneumonia or anything in there. So they took x-rays, and uh, I was fine there. And the doc goes, look, he goes, this is just a theory of mine, but he goes, uh, um, because of COVID, the flu kind of took a back seat for a couple, three years, whatever. And now he thinks that people aren't developing enough antibodies to whatever flu strains are out there right now. That's just his theory. And then he goes, if you think about it, because I said, yeah, I got the flu shot. He goes, well, yeah, he goes, the flu shot. They try to target like the most virulent strains that'll kill you, protect you from that. But, you know, you'll still get the flu. He goes, think about it. The only vaccine that cures anything, he said, is polio. That's it. Everything else is uh, just a preventive, you know, or, you know, so you don't die or, well, the less chances of dying. The thing, the, the thing that always stood out to me, Kevin, is the fact that during in the right in the teeth of the pandemic, yeah. When we had a lot of people wearing masks, the incidence That's of it. flu went through the floor. Yes. But we can't do that. I mean, I find it I find it hilarious. I saw I saw a video of Nazis marching in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh-huh. And of course, they've all got masks covering their faces. Right. Of course. And somebody said, oh, wait, y'all were opposed to masks before, but now when it comes to finding out who you Nazi assholes are, oh, you're all for masks now, right? Yeah. Cowards. Well, I hope you get to feeling better. I mean, I've been feeling better the last couple of days. Uh, I, ha- I was out of work all uh, last week. I took the whole I took the whole week off. Because uh, I got diagnosed three weeks ago, and uh, it was kind of bad for about three days. Like, really bad, you know, bedridden type thing. Two or three days. And then after that, I, got, I felt a little better, but not, not to go back to work. I tried going back to work. I'm like, nah, this ain't working. Because I had no energy, man. And, and, and I didn't want to, you know, get other people to get the flu either. So I got my FMLA. I'm going to fill that out. Boy, that's a freaking pain in the ass. And, uh. I went back to work this week, and uh, I still didn't feel good. But the last two days, I felt I haven't had any. Uh, well, what would happen is I would get fatigued out of nowhere. Like, I would start my day off okay, and all of a sudden, like, say, 2 o'clock, I hit this wall. Like, my body would, like, double in weight. <laughs> and just slogging around for the rest of the afternoon, you know? Like, oh, my God, I can't wait to just get home and get in the bed, you know? But I've, the last two days, I haven't had those... Uh, nothing's happened like that. I still have a little bit of chest congestion, and I can still feel it in my lungs. But I know I'm okay because you know that 
Sunday they just took an X-ray and there's no, there wasn't any pneumonia. So it's just lingering, and it's not a lot of mucus either. It's just a little bit, just enough to be a pain, you know. Well, the duck just right. dropped down from the ceiling because you said the secret word. The secret word was mucus. <laughs> um, oh boy, Kevin anyway. or Rob, Kevin or Robin, if you guys know what is the current number of COVID cases, because I, I I haven't heard nothing about. It. Interesting, you should interesting you should ask Ben. Thanks for the setup. Um. <laughs> In the U.S., the Netherlands, and Germany, wastewater testing shows that there there may potentially be a new wave of COVID going through. Oh, boy. I know in the hospital they made everybody wear masks. Everybody. Yeah, it's back. I mean, I've got mine. I carry it in my car. I wear it when I go into Wally World or, you know. Uh, just don't want to get sick. Yep, um, I don't blame. At Columbia University, a science communicator named Lucky Tron said that the U.S. ended 2023 with a steep increase in national and regional trends of COVID viral activity levels in wastewater. Uh, for the week ending at uh, ending December 30th. The national measure of wastewater viral activity was at 12.85. At the end of November, it was 5.45. Woo! And that uh, for the uh, for the for the math folks out there, Roger, uh, it's based on uh, the, those numbers are based on the number of standard deviations above the baseline transformed to a linear scale. And the areas of the country that have the highest concentrations are the Midwest and the South. Surprise, 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 Sergeant Carter. Uh, The Midwest is at 16.57. And the South is at 13.86, which is both of which are higher than the national number at 12.85. Damn. Uh, Lucky Tron said, we are currently, I mean, this, I read this and it was like, ooh, uh, we are currently in the second biggest surge of the pandemic. Remember, uh, we're under, under unrelenting Republican pressure in 2022, President Biden declared administratively the pandemic over. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lucky Tron said, Uh, We are currently in the second biggest surge of the pandemic. It will peak in the next week with around 2 million infections per day. During this surge, around 100 million people total will likely get COVID. Well, that's one in three people. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's somewhere around a third of the country. That's pretty damn freaking crazy. And you know what's crazy about that, Robin, is uh, where I'm at in Kansas, they're they're not making people wear masks again yet. And they won't. They'd rather die. Again, this is something, Ben, that we said back during the pan- the, the primary teeth of the pandemic. Right, but these, I mean these 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 maggots would not. You know, if this back when the polio vaccine came out. 
People lined up around the block to get it because they had seen the horrifying effects of polio death, iron lungs, permanent levels of paralysis. Right. Well, what's funny about that, Robin, is is my hospital that I go to for all my medical care during the pandemic had everyone wearing masks, and now they're saying that we don't see it spreading yet enough to where it needs to be mandatory again. Well, the funny that's the funny thing. Um, another individual, Eric Topol, who's a professor of molecular medicine and executive vice president of uh, Scripps Research, said by wastewater levels, JN1 is now associated with the second biggest wave of infections in the United States in the pandemic after Omicron. We've lost the ability. Well, to, We've lost the ability to track the actual number of infections since most people either test at home or don't even test at all. But the very high wastewater levels of the virus indicate about 2 million Americans are getting infected each day. Holy shit. Add to this the fact that, add to this the fact that only 19 million Americans have bothered to get the booster. The last one's a booster. It's a full new vaccine. Let's get that straight. And secondly, um, well, hold on, Jeremy. Wait, 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 hold up, hold up, because uh, I got the booster. I got was just Pfizer. I mean, you know, talking about about the one they're pushing right now is a brand new. It's a brand new vaccine. It's not a booster at all. They're not saying that at all. Right. No. Yeah. But yeah, but that's not out yet. Well, my mom got it the other day, so it must be out somewhere. No, when I got mine a couple of months back, it was not a booster. It was a new vaccine. Well, maybe that's what I got. I don't know. Kind of like it if I did because it was, it was, there were, the first time I got it, I had a really sore arm and a few days later, every now and then I'd get a headache. Uh, the second and third times, similar, not as bad. This one, there were no, there, there were no ill effects whatsoever. There's no ill effects, just means your magical powers are kicking in. Check your magnetic ability. You should be able to track keys now. Yeah, yeah I, uh, you know, I, yeah, when I'm when I'm bored, I just sit, or, sit around bending spoons with my mind, Jeremy. <laughs> the other scary part about this strain is it is carrying some of the same characteristics the original Omicron did in terms of its way to get in the lungs, sticking in your nose, and showing the possibility to be more deadly again. again. Well, I know when Miss Terry had it, she said it made her – this was her second time through. And she said uh, it was a lot nastier. One of the things that uh, uh, Professor Topol went on and said was, uh, we continue to make believe that the pandemic is over, that infections have been transformed to common cold status by prior exposure – and that life has returned to normal. Sadly, none of this is true. The massive number of infections in the current wave will undoubtedly lead to more people suffering from long COVID. For a high proportion of people, especially those of advanced age, immunocompromised or with coexisting conditions, getting COVID is nothing close to a straightforward respiratory infection. And he was—he didn't mince words. He's unhappy with the way the Biden administration has responded to it. But, you know, COVID is not just a public health problem for the Biden administration. 
It's a goddamn political problem. Because we have too many stupid people in America. Joe Biden's trying to make sure Jesus can't see my face. Jesus needs to be able to see my face to know whose prayers are going up. Oh, silly man! Well, Jesus only listens to oh, Jesus only listens to receivers who catch touchdown passes on crossing routes and publicly thank him in the end zone. Well, Robin, not to wish anything bad on anyone, but uh, hey, maybe. Maybe this new strain will take some of our maggot voters out. You know they've been they've been self deselecting. Oh, and by the way, uh, thank you, Nipper. I just got this uh, uh, via uh, the website formerly known as Twitter. Uh, it is fresh. It's a brand new brand new story today from the Guardian. Here's a fun headline. Malaria drug Trump touted as COVID cure increased the chance of death. That kind of speaks to what you just said, Ben. Study calculated that there was an 11% increase in mortality associated with cases involving the use of hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's a peer-reviewed study. It appears in Biomedicine and Pharmacotherapy Journal. Uh, it says nearly 17,000 people in six different countries, including the U.S., died after getting COVID and taking hydroxychloroquine. Jesus. But, you know, that goes to the cult status of Nitwit Nero. They will believe, the maggots will believe him as their Lord and Savior before they will actually believe medical science. They will believe rotted FK. It's all confirmation bias, y'all. They believe what they hear that it reinforces what they were already believing. Um, speaking of cults, uh, Robin, um, I can't remember exactly who said this the other day, but somebody said that, that the, the MAGA cult could be, uh, a hundred million times worse than David Koresh's cult and, uh, uh, oh, what was the other guy's cult? Uh, oh, Jim Jones. Uh, Jim Jones. No, um, um, shoot, uh, the one that's in prison. That died for it finally um, in California. Um, well, I mean, Jim, yeah, but Jim Jim Jones fits as well, you know. And and this true Manson. because David Corey. Oh, Charlie they Manson. Were, they, were, they were saying Manson. that they were saying that Trump's cult could be a million times, a hundred million times worse than Koresh's cult and Manson's cult combined. Yeah, well, add in Jim Jones's, okay? Because in, in every instance, those were little handfuls of people. So it stands to reason that the MAGA cult is much more pernicious because it is comprised of millions upon millions of people. Man. So it's, you know, not in the least surprising in that regard. 
I just can't believe so, this was what America has come to. Jeremy, you were going to say something? It's also a self-fulfilling prophecy with these fucking idiots, too, because it's a biased confirmation with them. If they hear one of their idiot friends saying, oh, yeah, this is about Trump, blah, blah, yeah, they'll jump right in because they don't want to be heard not saying that because if they're not, they're not MAGA anymore. They're an outsider. They're not for Trump. I see it all the time. It's fucking hilarious and sad at the same time. Absolutely true. I mean, my uh, my closest friend who I'm still friends with is like a brother to me, but he's on... I want to say an ex-Trumper, but I don't think he is. He's the one that told me last week, don't worry, they'll never do anything to you. That's all bluff. And I told him, your safety and my safety are different. I'll never vote Republican because of what they've said in Project 2012 and otherwise. And he's also now suddenly an anti-vaxxer. Not suddenly. He's been one for a while. COVID isn't real. You know, it didn't really hurt me. I got it once. I'll be fine. Even though he's a smoker, he's overweight. He's over 40. He's all the categories that are dangerous for. And he's got diabetes. Oh, no big deal. It won't hurt me again. I got it once. I'll be fine. He's even convinced his kids who are 11 and 15 not to get it. That's child abuse, Jeremy. I know. Really and for true. Uh, hey, uh, we're coming up on the end of the second hour of the program. Uh, we do have, I mean, the fundraising hole is not huge. But it's going to get huger as we move into the next week. And I took a big budget hit yesterday just trying to keep the house warm. Um, and so we are at uh, 700 and $759 to go. Uh, actually, that just went down to 734 uh, even as I spoke. Uh, thank you so much from Frank to Frank. Thank you, Frank. We're down to 734, and so if we could get down to 600, that's 134 bucks. We'd be funded for fully funded for this past Wednesday. Uh, any help is great help um, because the lupine pest is definitely upon the porch. And, it, well, because I had to rob Peter to pay Paul in terms of uh, heat last night. So if you'd care to help out, sure would be appreciated. PayPal buttons over at headon.live and thank, thank you, Ralphs, and thank you, Frank. You know what, Robin, now knowing that, 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 that how high the number is here in the Midwest, uh... I'm thinking I'm just not going to go to the game. I would not go to the game. But for that matter, I would not go. I would not. If I were in Kansas, Ben, I would not go out without a mask. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty much the same here. Uh, of course, Alabama's numbers are through the roof, and uh, Governor Hee Haw Meemaw isn't saying a word about it. She's too busy trying to untrans the trans kids. So infuriating. Uh, here's a little bit of fun news. You know, gee, I hope it doesn't hurt too little. Uh, a while back, uh, Donald Dipshit tried to sue the New York Times. He sued the New York Times and their reporter, Suzanne Craig, or no, no, 
uh, uh, yes, Suzanne Craig and fellow reporters David Barstow and Russ Butner. Uh, he sued them as well as his niece Mary Trump, and said that the paper had engaged in a an insidious plot to get his tax returns. Oh God! The the case got thrown out last year. Uh, New York State Justice Robert Reed said that Nitwit Nero's accusations fail as a matter of constitutional law. But sometimes when a case is over, it's not really over. So uh, Orange Genius is on the hook for the Timeses and those and those uh, individual party defendants' legal fees. And uh, Judge Reed has now ordered him to pay the New York Times. I just love this. $392,638. And he can appeal, but it's going to stand. And the question becomes, does he even have almost $400,000 in available cash? And this sort of ties in. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Brandon. Thank you so very much. We are now down to $724. Thank you, Brandon. Um I mentioned iron lungs a moment ago. Uh, Jude writes in, Our major medical center, MultiCare, along with their peripheral clinics, now require masks. They're necessary now. My beloved nephew Bill, when he was 17, had to endure the iron lung for polio. We each share a legacy of lives lived. I've always discovered what a tender and reflective soul Bill is. Trials appear to truly define the perseverance and resilience of character. My nephew is a giant of insight, compassion, and a wonderful well of enjoyment, never broken to despair, just wide open to life. Be well, beloved community, Jude says. Thank you, Jude, and you as well. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. But again, the maggots would just let polio burn the country down. And yell that, it, and you know, all Nitwit Nero would have to do was say, It's a conspiracy. I don't know if y'all have heard this clip. It is disturbing AF. Also, not at all surprising. Uh, yesterday, he defended his immunity claim. Well, get out the hockey puck. This is some. This is some restaurant quality. Stupid. Anybody else? Yeah, please. Well, you're talking about a totally different case, the immunity. I say this, on immunity, very simple, if a president of the United States does not have immunity, he'll be totally ineffective because he won't be able to do anything because it will mean he'll be prosecuted, strongly prosecuted, perhaps, uh, as soon as he leaves office by his by the opposing party. 
So a president of the United States, I'm not talking just me, I'm talking any president has to have immunity. As an example, Biden could come out and you could get him on the border, you could get him on what happened in Afghanistan, the horrible, most embarrassing moment in the history of this country. You could get him on a lot of different things. You could get him on taking cash from countries. You could get him on the prosecutor, not prosecuting his son or the company or whoever it was, Burisma, uh, in, in Ukraine. You could get him on that, uh, where he, it was a quid pro quo, if you remember that. Uh, if they He's insane. Everything he's saying is backwards. No, you could not prosecute uh, Joseph Biden for the border. Those are policy considerations that are constitutionally within the purview of the executive branch. You could not prosecute him for uh, Ukraine because it was the exact opposite of what this jackass dipshit just said. They got rid of the prosecutor in Ukraine because he was corrupt and because he wouldn't prosecute cases. There was no bribery. The bribery was involved when that shit heel tried to uh, tried to extort Ukraine in exchange for negative information about Hunter Biden, who lives rent free in all their heads. But speaking of deals with foreign governments, this is fun. Nitwit Junior, traitor tot. Uh, has uh, been listed by the trustee overseeing a bankruptcy case of a Chinese businessman named Guo Wingwei. Guo Wingwei has been dubbed the Donald Trump of Beijing. Uh, yet yeah, Trader Tot is on there, as is huh, Peter Navarro. The bankruptcy trustee listed them as, wait for it, potential defendants. Now, Guo Wingwei, uh, as is the case with so many people coming across the southern border, is an asylum seeker. He declared uh, he he declared bankruptcy. In 2022, after he was hit with a great big, oh my God, $134 million fine relative to his, you know, some asylum seekers come on yachts. He apparently did. Uh, The fines were related to his yacht. And uh, it also notes that he served as benefactor to none other than the man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells. Steve Racist Bannon. Jesus criminy. Round up the usual suspects. I wonder where Iwanka is in this. Here are your earnings. $134 million related... To your yacht. And this might come, this just uh, came across my desk 
This might come as a little bit of good news for some members of the Horn Family Community Congregation. The New York Times reporting FDA scientists have recommended that the federal government remove marijuana from its most restrictive category of drugs. Hallelujah be praised. Yes. It's about fucking time. The scientists said the scientists said the DEA should make marijuana a schedule 3 drug. Uh, which would then make it available by prescription like ketamine, which I hear Leon Scum is really fond of, and testosterone. That would be Pink Shrek's drug of choice. Uh, Yes, and Rotted FK, too. Little testosterone junkies. How you feeling? About how you feeling? Time. How you feeling today, Bobby? That's a horse, in case anybody's wondering. Yeah. And Jeremy, I think you've said it before. Uh, Chris LeBoy from uh, Stephanie Miller, Miller show. They he our rotted FK goes to that same gym that he does. In LA. Yeah, shirtlessly. And wears jeans when he's working. Yeah, no, no short shirt jeans. on at the gym. And wears jeans. Probably maybe All white try jeans. <laughs> uh, say again, please. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. I know. This is a. Uh... I think second, Stephanie's second or third go round, and she came close to after taking Paxil. She was having trouble the third night, and uh, I hear Dr. Doom told her to hold off one more night, and she started getting better, so she's probably out of the woods, but she said it was definitely harder than the first time. Way harder. Well, uh, she said she took Paxlovid? She, well, one of her medical experts is on every week. She has a private number to, and he had, she had called him because he had called, basically called her and said, how are you feeling? She said, you know, I'm tempted to take it. And he said, hold out one more night, because usually you get to this stage, you you kind of round the bend the next day. And thankfully she did. She felt better the next day, and still felt better. She didn't have to. She held off one more day. So, Jeremy, you, you've said that your health coverage is pretty damn good. I think mine is, too, through Kaiser. Gold How much would, would that shit cost us if we wanted uh, it? Is it optional? What if? What's the category? You, 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 you probably have to pay your deductible, whatever it is, on whatever that kind of. If it's pharmacy or something, you'd probably, probably pay the full deductible right there. But I'm thinking for you and I, it could be as much as two hundred dollars, but it wouldn't be what they're charging the public. That's for sure. They're going to charge two and three thousand in some cases for it. God, Donnie got it for free. I mean, the things I wear on my arm. If you get those out of pocket, it's four thousand dollars a hit. God damn it. These fuckers. Yep. And in other countries, they get them for almost free because they can milk us for them. Right. And you know why that is? Because Big Pharma has their pockets deep in our politicians' pockets. Yeah, they're... They're the puppeteers. Kaiser is great. 
I like Kaiser. I have no qualms with Kaiser. I think if everybody had in America had Kaiser, we'd be fine. The only problem with outfits like Kaiser is you've got to live in an area where they have the medical facility to go to. But they don't, uh, like in Eureka, California, the closest Kaiser is in San Francisco. So True. if you're going to make Whoa, use of your tough. Kaiser insurance, you had to go 250 miles south. My father-in-law, when he was in D.C., had Kaiser and loved it. And when he came out to live with us, uh, it got a bit of a problem for him to go down to Santa Rosa. And because he hadn't been on Medicare, because he was on Kaiser, uh, foreign national, okay? I mean, legally in the U.S., but foreign nationally, and worked for World Bank and shit like that. But when we tried to get him onto Medicare, because he hadn't had Medicare qualified insurance, his Medicare premiums were off the chart. That sucks. So it looks like us Portlandiers uh, are going to join the rest of the country in the in uh, the freezing cold. I heard Ohio, Roger. I heard Ohio thirteen on Sunday. That way you heard? It might be a little warmer where you're at. It's warmer where I'm at. Uh, I had it up here just a minute ago. I don't oh, I'm think talking Sunday, getting, they said. I don't think you're getting that you're, low. Oh, that uh, that would be like all-time record low, I would say. Sunday, be we're 40? supposed to be 32.28. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I just heard wrong. We're supposed to be 45 and have our second traumatic windstorm in under a week tonight. When's the, hey, when's the snowmobile get out of the shop? There's a video that came out today. Came out today. Oh, oh good you're for you. Good. Chris, you're supposed to get down to 17 tonight. Uh, tonight? Yep. Oh, shit. Not you? Not me. What? <laughs> Maybe I'll I bring our load over to your house. <laughs> oh, man, just that's too goddamn cold. Cloudy with gusty winds developing after midnight. Low 17 degrees Fahrenheit. East winds at 20 to 30 miles per hour. Woo. Holy shit. I ain't ready for that. Why such a difference between me and you? Because we're in a nice shelter spot. and You got that Columbia River bringing shit in right off the ocean. And you're getting it down from Washington, blowing down the Columbia Gorge, right into Portland. Because oh, you got east right. winds. Let's see. Uh, Saturday, you're supposed to be 19 and 16. Sunday, you warm up to 28, 21. Oh. Holy crap. Pipes. Oh, God. We got We're an have to call the guy. I know I am. It's going to be a disaster. Not call the guy. <laughs> going to have to call the guy. I know I know the pipes are going to burst at that temperature. It's going to be a disaster. I just know it. Uh, so, Christopher, hey, hold, hey, hold, hold, hold on, Christopher. I mean, you know, a you know, leave the drip in your faucet thingy. Yeah, that's what I'll do for sure. And make sure you're dripping both warm and hot, uh, warm and cold water. Oh, okay. Turn both just a little tiny, yeah. tiny bit. Yeah. Or you know, uh, drip, right. drip cold, uh, drip cold in your tub, and drip 
whatever's furthest from the from the main uh, drip cold in one and drip hot out of the other. It's usually the bathroom. So like cold out of the bathtub and and hot in the sink. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, I'll do that. Because then you've got it moving in different directions. But uh, I was gonna I was gonna point out uh, because we replumbed this place uh, a few years ago, and we had we had terrible plumbing, and it was either, it was a combination of PVC and that stuff they used to put in trailers, and it was horrid. But there is a new plastic pipe out now, and why I can't remember I don't know. But the thing is, you know, if you've ever seen PVC freeze, it chicken buttons. This stuff doesn't break. It will, it'll freeze, but the plastic expands instead of breaking. And it's That's a, wonderful. Yeah, and and it, it it survives a little bit better, or considerably better. I know the pipes are old in this house. I know that. Uh, David, one, one of our, one of our Davids, hi David, just jumped in and took us down to seven fourteen. Oh my God, it's a quaalude. Uh, anybody remember seven one four? That's what was on the ludes. Uh, but no, we're, we're down to we're down to seven fourteen. Thanks to David, and said, uh, sorry, it's not more. I had to get a new roof. Oh, believe you me, it's a lot. Every every dollar, every penny matters. So, uh, thank you, David. Thank you so much. The catch and, on those pipes, Robin, I do believe is kind of like if you wear a helmet of any kind. If they scratch, you have to replace them. So if they do freeze and expand, <laughs> they've, they've lost the ability to survive another hit. You need to replace them. Ah, uh, nobody said anything to me along those lines. Uh, you may, that's not to say you may I'd look not... look into that. Yeah. I'd look into that. I bet it's a similar situation. Like if your bike helmet or your motorcycle gets helmet scratched, they say you have to replace it because that scratch destroys the integrity of it completely. Uh, it, by the way, um, with a, this is helpful. Uh, Randy Radar says, tell Christopher to leave his cabinets open too. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yes, great idea. Thank you. And uh, Jude says, Dear Chris, be very aware of what is voiced from you. Self-fulfilling prophecy has great impact. Choose wisely, you sweet friend. Uh, That's another way of saying don't even whisper it into the goddess of irony's ears. And uh, uh, How true, how true. By the way, Brendan said uh, Hillsboro, Oregon. Here in Hillsboro, just west of Portland, we're expecting 17 tonight. Thank you, Brendan. Ow, I, we're we're only going to get down to thirty, but you know, come Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to be seeing zero overnight. That's going to, and like I said before, that's part of why I went out and bought the propane and the new um, heater and everything, because it's going to be like camping out in, inside the house. Robin, check out my ten-day forecast. I just posted it in the uh, chat. Oh, it's going to be colder than a well digger's ass. I I remember I, res, I remember. Uh, Missouri winters. Oh, goodness gracious, do you? They're talking Sunday night. Wind chills might be minus 25. Wind chills. That's frostbite in 15 minutes. 
Oh, without a doubt. That's brutal. I, but, but since we're talking about the weather, this is fun. Uh, uh, we have to go to Laura Looney for this one. She's the wackadoodle who, among other things, is a proud Islamophobe, has lost congressional elections, and uh, at one point in time, Nitwit Jr. said that he thought she should be the interim press secretary if Daddy uh, gets back in the White House. Well, she has a theory about the Iowa carcasses. Is the deep state activating harp to disrupt the Iowa caucus? We all know Haley has a lot of friends in the defense industry and military industrial complex. She's losing in Iowa, and now Iowa is set to get hit with a once in a decade blizzard as Trump is set to dominate the Iowa caucus. Is the deep state using harp to rig the Iowa caucus? Looks like weather manipulation to me. Take a look at this weather radar below and how the incoming snowstorm accelerated out of nowhere. <laughs> now, remember, she's talking about Nim- she's talking about a Nimrata about Nimrata Haley being able to control the weather when Nimrata Haley can't even tell when she's being punked by the morning zoo crew of Moscow ninety eight point eight, the vulgar boatman. Yes, let us talk about the mention- not to mention Harp is in southern Alaska, you know, a few thousand miles away. Kind of hard to manipulate the weather that close. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. And Where's and, Donnie's hurricane sharpie when you need it? Uh, aim, uh, wait a minute, Christopher. Well played. <laughs> uh, but it, none other than Jenna Ellis uh, looking out from beneath the bus under, uh, under which she was thrown by her former boss said, I realize it's 2024 and I need to up my game, but I still did not have Haley controlling the weather as an actual defense for Trump performing poorly on my bingo card. Someone should ask Haley what's faster, cold or hot. Somebody should ask Nimrod. Somebody should ask Nimrata Haley which weighs more, a pound of feathers or a pound of lead. Ah, that's well, the, a same, good one. the same height. A pound is a pound. Only until you compare a pound of gold to a pound of feathers. Oh, God, here comes science. Finish it, Roger. I'd have to look it up, but Adravapur is one measure, and then there's another one for gold is a different one. I believe it's 12 ounces to the pound instead of 16. But I'd have to look that up. So the pound of feathers would the pound of feathers would actually weigh more. Yes, but when you do a pound of lead and a pound of feathers, they weigh the same. Does anyone think that she has a chance in hell in New Hampshire? I wanted Maybe. Chris Christie to stick around long enough for New Hampshire. I did, but too. I think I did he's too. is he's getting out of the way for her benefit. Don't you don't you think? Yes. So it's good he's gone, right? No, because he was oh, the only wow. he was the only one who was speaking truth to power 
about Julius Geezer. That's true. Absolutely. Him and Asa Hutchins. And he had that hot mic moment where he kind of outed her. He kind of told her that he kind of said that, um, well, he did say that she doesn't have the stomach for it. She's not ready. She's going to get killed. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I I don't know where he's going to go. Uh, he's definitely not going to be like, um, what do you call it? Kinsinger and like, you know, say, yeah, I'm for Biden. There's no way Chris Christie's going to do that. I mean, I don't think so. Well, I mean, I, uh, he's, like hint, he he's hinted, might. he's hinted, he's hinted, he's hinted, he's hinted he may. He's hinted he may. Well, you know what? He should. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell like that. He should because <laughs> what else, what, what else are you going to do? I mean, who else are you going to you going to back Nikki Haley? Yeah, I he mean, will do that, but not Donnie. Anyone to, but Donnie. Believe me, if Donnie gets the nomination, uh, uh, Christie will be full throated pro Biden. I guarantee that. See, Chris, Christie's not saying who he's backing. <laughs> he wants those classic terrorism against all three of them, especially DeSantis. He's fucking with DeSantis's head. Oh, he it's not like that's a chore, Jeremy. She's going to lose her own state. Trump's going to beat her in her own state, South Carolina. It's, well, it's going to be, it's not going to be pretty. Old DeSantis. <laughs> um, Jeremy and, and Robin and guys, I got one for you. I seen this on Twitter the other day. Somebody posted this and I was like, how is that a strategy? And is that really going to work? Somebody posted, they think what's going to happen after the Iowa caucuses is Haley and DeSantis are going to team up and the GOP is going to use them to beat Trump. Good luck with that. Yeah, that I know that's that, what the Koch brothers want. Yeah, but that that sounds more uh, aspirational than operational. I don't think DeSantis would want to be her vice president. DeSantis wants to be anything he can be because he's about he 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 can't run for governor again. Yeah, and I don't think Trump's going to pick Haley like 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 everybody's saying. I don't think he trusts her. Oh hell no! No no no! She hasn't. She hasn't completely gotten her uh, gotten her uh, beak up his fundament. You know, he would really want. He'd really want to have like Stephen Miller be vice president, but that would kill him politically. No, he needs. No, he he wants. Marge wants it. Wants a yes man. Marge wants it. Marge. Marge has been the good soldier all along. Never wavered. Never. Yeah, they'll they'll dress her up and then uh, kind of make her look normal, I guess. Uh, well, she's trying to rehabilitate herself. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Everybody knows she's completely insane. She's a freaking whack job. You know what Isn't would be a charge out of Alabama? Anybody that follows, anybody that follows a kid and yells oh, at Georgia. a kid. Oh, Georgia. Georgia. Well, nothing I to wonder do if with you it. can see Cuba from Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's really. Ask Malloy. I don't know. She's trying to rehabilitate herself by showing twelve foot pictures of Hayden's or of Hunter's dick. Is that her plan? <laughs> I love how he just he uh, um, and no pun intended stiffed her and and left the hearing right when it was her turn. Oh, and she got so butthurt about that. It was lovely. Now, I think about it. I think I think she'd hurt him in the general election. Her being being the VP. Yes. Because people do okay, remember. First, first of all, it's not gonna. Be, it wouldn't be his. His nominee would not be a woman. Oh, I think so. 
only only if that woman looks something like melanoma or Habana, Habana, Habana. Or, or, or Alina Habana, 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 Habana Council for the parking garage. But they would need to be politically powerful in their or, own right. Or Robin, someone looks like Bobart. Uh, speaking of which, I, I can't let one of these just uh, uh, blow past. Discuss. Uh, I said uh, I said early in the program that we once had a, a generator, but it wasn't sufficient to keep everything going. And that the old one I had, you had to you had to pull the crank. To yeah. which Brother Deacon Asa responded, "Wait, you had to yank the generator's crank. Who are you, Lauren Bobert?" Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. But there's there's nasty rumors going around that Trump may choose Alex Jones as his running mate. Uh, that, that, oh, that's, and, ah. uh, ben, that's all that is. You, you got to be careful about the rumors you consume, my friend. Uh, no, Alex Jones, no. Uh, How about fucker no, Carlson? No, it's, it's not. It's not going to be. It, it has to be a political figure. Oh, okay. It's somebody, somebody that that's gonna, he wants him to wants him to do. I mean, right after right okay. Yeah, Mr. Meth Pillow, sure. Rudy, Rudy, that's who I want to be my vice president. He has government Rudy. experience. Talk I would be the rehab. best vice president ever, you guys. Uh, but, but, but seriously, Oil I mean, let's let's just let's just brainstorm this for a second. Uh, oh, oh, there it is. It just came to me. Jim Jordan. Mm-mm. Oh, that's a good one. Josh Hall and ass. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, cross section there. Or since he has no per- since he has no self regard whatsoever, Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger eating future king of America, because motherfucker may lose his Senate seat in twenty four. Yeah, 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 but they, they, Trump will take him. No way. He looks at him I, as a total loser. No way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see Trump picks picking Alex Jones. There's no way that 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 would be. Insane. Democrats are yeah. a field day with him running through the Capitol, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but, he but we was, do live but, in the insane universe, so just any, anything's possible. Pump outside. Uh, that nobody nobody houses within what passes for their minds uh, cognitive dissonance better than a maggot. By the way, just heard, had a note from uh, Matt in San Francisco. Subject line. COVID on the march. Everyone in the house has tested positive over the last week, except me. I missed the first couple hours of the show because I fell asleep. Testing again in a couple of minutes. Wish me luck before I'm banned to the downstairs apartment. It's bad when the one isolating is the last one standing. Mask up, fellow patriots. Here, here, Matt, and I hope you. I hope. I hope you stay. Miraculously COVID-free, my friend. Oh, that's Rum, that's Rama, it, Rama guy would be good. Oh, we wake Ramalama Ding Dong for for Trump, but I don't. But Trump is too racist <laughs> to use him. So no, no, I don't. Yeah. No, I think uh, uh, Josh Hall and ass uh, Lindsay, Miss Lindsay. What about Mister uh, Jim Schwartz, Jackanoff, Crow Jordan? Uh, 
no, I, I don't. I don't see that because he's just a member of Congress from one district. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd say he wants. He would want the the gravitas of either a governor or. Oh, you know who wants the job, and you know. Okay, it could be a woman. Christy no. Well, Christy no. That's a good one. Yeah. The only reason why the only reason why I said Jordan was because Jordan is one of the biggest Trump ass kissers I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah. Yeah, that doesn't. But that's not it though. I mean, look, Mike Pencil Neck Geek did everything but call him daddy. And there were people, there were reporters who said that he deferred to him like his daddy. Oh God. They're only Sanders. She could be it too. She's a governor. Christy Nome is it? No, because he can't stand imperfections in a woman. And the camera. And it would it would make him it would make Nitwit Nero crazy just trying to figure out which eye to talk to. (laughs) Jethreen Bodine. Nah, Christy. But see, Christy Nome would appeal to him because she's pretty. And she apparent oh. and she apparently hops in and out of other people's beds the way he does. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what about uh, Huckleberry? Sarah. That's what I just said. You, you wouldn't know. Oh, which you I, said, you, oh, I missed that. Yeah, so you, sorry. You wouldn't know which eye to talk to. Oh, okay. She and her gimlet eye and her French podium. What's this? What's this? Carrie Lake would like the job. Carrie Lake, but he probably also looks at her as a loser. Larry King. What? What did you say? Larry King. <laughs> Larry a... King, you said? Oh, Larry King. I just put her name backwards. Oh, Larry oh, Cake. Larry... Oh. Lake. Larry Cake. Yeah, oh. okay. Oh, okay. A lot of us thought you were saying Larry King. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just being, I was just being funny. <laughs> so we are, hey, good news. We are down to $674 to go. Thank you, Kevin. Yep. Uh, thanks so much. 674 So $74 gets us down to uh, fully funded for last Wednesday. 374 gets us fully funded for yesterday. That would feel like a miracle. Under the circumstances, he wouldn't choose hee haw me me ma would would he? No, she's been sickly. She's been right poorly. There was a while oh. there where she was seen less often than some Soviet premieres. <laughs> and and by the way, and, and she's still she's still awful busy protecting the precious cheering of Alabama by making sure they ain't got decent food to eat. Uh, nor, nor can be comfortable in their own bodies. Well, oh, here's oh, wait, 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 wait. No, I got one for you. I got one for you. The most, one of the most popular governors in the entire United States of America. Anybody want to guess? Um. Well, she claims to be governor, Christy Lake. No, Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake. We just we just said that. Uh, 
Make West Virginia great big old governor Jim Justice. Oh. You get the double bonus of baby dog. <laughs> and unlike Trump, make West Virginia great big old governor Jim Justice really is a billionaire. I mean, he's the kind of billionaire that could buy Trump for what he thinks he's worth and sell him for what he's actually worth and, worth and never count the loss. And he's a cheater. He's a tax cheat. He's corrupt as fuck. Checks all those boxes. He's ch- and, 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 and he's not near as svelte and handsome as Trump is. <laughs> and, Here's the thing, though. Don't you think he, he wants Joe Manchin's job? Would he choose vice president? Yes. Over he? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't... It, 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 if you're a member of the United States Senate, Christopher, once in a while they'll expect you to do something, you know, work or mm. get something accomplished. As Nitwit Nero's vice presidential nominee, uh, he could he could just uh, sort of sit there in his chair on the stage and talk about talk about family values and 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 how we got to protect the little girls in sports. Because remember, even while governor, make West Virginia great big old governor Jim Justice found time to be a middle school girls basketball coach. Uh, that's right. Um, I'm thinking this is, I mean, I, I'm thinking this has legs. Well, mm. it's not a bad, it's not a bad choice. Well, it's a bad choice, but. You see, yeah, you're in the same the spot I am now, Christopher. Wasn't Jim Justice a Democrat at one time? For about 15 seconds, uh, uh, Joe Manchin talked him into registering as a Democrat so that he could help him be governor because they was friends and they played golf down to the green bra and everything. And then the minute Trump became president, Jim was like, okay, I'm not a Democrat anymore. Never was much of one in the first place. Well, what I'm getting at is the for the campaign... It would be even Jim Justice recognized the fault of the Democratic Party and became a Republican like a good God-fearing maggot. Um, Robin, I got a good one for you guys. Your brain works real good, Roger. I've seen this on my local news this week. This was uh, a lady up in Iowa at the caucuses talking about she had got questioned about Trump. And the question was... Will you still support Trump if he is convicted and thrown in prison? And you know what her response was? And and I'm like and I'm like um, after hearing this response, it kind of scares me what the maggots are up to now. But also I'm like uh, FBI, you need to start looking at Trump voters big time. After what she said, she said, well, if they thought January 6th was an insurrection, this will be even worse. Are you guys talking about a VP for Trump? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, Carl. I just uh, was on X reading, and my stomach was turning because I was reading Laura Loomer. We were and, just talking uh, about Laura Looney. Oh, were you? Oh, God, she disgusts me. And she, I don't know. 
I think she has it in her head somewhere that she wants to be VP. I was also thinking of Kirsty Christy Nome. Yeah, I, I brought her yeah, up a minute ago. Too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. I either one of those two would just really make me want to vomit. But you know, I think I can see it. I can see something like that happening. Sadly. Yeah, you're going to have the vomit gag reflex going for the next year, so get used to it. Well, well I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really actually concerned, and I um, messaged Robin on X about this, is that, uh, you know, even if Biden does win, I am really worried about what's going to happen, you know, as far as the way the maggots are going to come out screaming and yelling and trying to cause a big scene worse than January 6th. I mean, I just really am terrified as to what's going on. Well, Carl, I, I think one of the things you have to do is ask yourself, do you think that those 20 and 30 year prison sentences on the, on the, on the big time organizers might have a, uh, uh, it might have the effect of discouraging such conduct because the the the, the big time organizers you know people like uh uh Enrique Tario and uh oh who is the guy you'll shoot your you'll shoot your eye out kid bang Arr, yeah. Arr, hey. <laughs> um, yeah yeah the, the oath keeper yes uh, those 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 people are doing time and even if they get pardoned they'll still they will have been in the joint for a couple or three years, uh, when you're don't, don't. when you're going to do that, Ben, would you please mute? Uh, Sorry, but Carl, I, I mean, I don't think your I don't think your fears are misplaced. I just wonder how they're organizing it. I mean, who's going to lead it this time? Uh, 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 what's his name? The the the, the little Nazi who uh, who thinks it's Gay to have sex with women? Oh yeah, what's his name? Who are you talking about? Yeah. His name? What about little Benny? Fuentes. Wife now. Oh, yeah, yeah, Fuentes. Fuentes. Yeah. Nick Fuentes or 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 you know uh, Matt Dysphoria Beard Walsh or. And there's somebody else that I've stumbled across. His name is Preston Para. Have you seen this guy? No. No, that's a new one. Okay, so he's like a 21-year-old guy. He's a Latino that thinks he's not Latino. You know what I'm saying? And um, Passing, I guess. Yeah, he's, right. he, well, he's brown-skinned. I mean, there's no doubt about the fact that he's not, you know, he's not European. But he says on one of his posts, he put out there that he, uh, of the great things about America, one of the things that he said was the... Um, the beauty of our founding father's skin uh, stock. Oh, the right. stock. And um, which was like, you know, not a too veiled hint at being white, you know, of white. But remember what Trump said? I got the best jeans. Nobody's got jeans like mine. Right, right. But Preston Para is also someone who. I totally think he's totally gay. And I've even DM'd with this guy before. And um, 
you know, he's he loves to queer bait on his uh, ex account. Like he'll post pictures of him, like flexing and stuff. And he, uh, but he tries to act like. Wait, he's posting thirst traps, Carl. He is. <laughs> and we call that. <laughs> yeah, there's different terminology like for that. it. I'm I mean, not. I'm not odd. proud, Christopher. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy, but he, uh, you know, the thing is, is that he's one of these guys that really scare me because they're gay and they're very homophobic in their posts, and they are Latino and they're very anti if you're not white, and usually the ones like that are the ones that are the worst type of fascists there are. You know, the ones that have internalized hate are always the worst. Right, ones. right. I mean, the, you know, you, you you describe a situation like that, Carl, and the first name that comes to mind is Ernst Holm. Exactly. I, I've totally thought about him in relation to this Para guy. I, I've totally thought about him and because Para could be the next Ernst Holm. He really could because he was in the the army as well. Yeah, but do, does he not know what happened to Ernst Holm? He, I don't think he knows a lot about what happens to anyone in history. You know, I think he has this, and he's one of the, he actually has come out several times saying that he wants a dictatorship, that he thinks that's the best path for this country. And like, that's what really gets his juices going, is thinking about that. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of young ish people out there that are like that and it's very frightening and you know as a person who studied um totalitarianism uh, when i was getting my master's degree and i went to romania as part of it and got to see like a lot of the you know the tragedies yeah Ceausescu, yeah right and uh you know, just the whole situation like that is is enough to really make my blood curdle at these people. Because, I mean, you know, it is possible. It really is. And Ceausescu made it so that abortions were illegal. And that's why all the Romanian kids that were, like, you know, abandoned, you know, they had a big epidemic of AIDS of children, with children, and they were, like, prostituting themselves and it was a real big problem during the 90s and the late 80s you know and you know it's just very sad because i never in my whole life imagined that anything like this would happen in the united states you know i grew up at the same time as you did robin i uh was born in 64 and so you know i just Always well, happy America upcoming 60th place. birthday. It doesn't hurt nearly as badly as I thought it would. I know. Mine will be in July. So, yeah. But anyway, you know, I, I just had to say that because it's really scary to me. It really is. It, and, and again, for good reason. I mean, it, it's so it's so terrifying to watch fascism rise all over the world. I mean... I I, yeah. I wonder if this is what people felt like in the mid twenties, you know, because remember Mussolini came to power in the early twenties. He'd already been in power uh, for almost a decade and a half when Hitler came to power. 
Yeah, and then and then back to what that lady in Iowa said, what there was question about if he goes to prison. I mean, okay, if the if the maggots are saying that they we thought January sixth was an insurrection and he goes to prison and it's going to be worse, that really is scary. Well, if you've ever you, read what, Christopher Isherwood Berlin stories, what's what's this if talk? Trump is going to jail. He's going to prison. Mm. He's not going to escape it. He will be crushed. I keep saying this. Even his own, own people, his own lawyers are saying this. Now. The ones he's hired now, but Passler are saying he's going to jail. They all can see it. He knows it. The world knows it. You just keep letting your negative Nancys get to you and think it's not going to happen. <laughs> Stop with that shit. Stop it. I hope you're right. I, it, so much of this turns on what the Supreme Court does and how, how quickly they do it. It's yeah. it. so we're coming. We got about a fit. We got about 15 minutes left in the program. Thanks to everybody who's jumped in so far. Um, another 74 bucks, and we're fully funded for last Wednesday. And that means that you know the uh, uh, wait, what? No, no, we're working on. We're working on yesterday. We're working on yesterday, so two uh, two seventy four, and we're fully funded for yesterday. I'm sorry, I get I, I, I'm easily confused, blonde. Um, <laughs> but that would be you know, if we could knock down some of that. That'd be awesome because that would mean we, would, we wouldn't we wouldn't have a humongous hole uh, when we come back on Monday. So, Robin, when are we uh, due to get a decision from the Supreme Court? Well, the it's not don't don't put your cart before the horse, uh, Ben, because we have to have it on the immunity question. We have to have a decision from the D.C. Circuit, and then it has to, and then you know the question becomes whether or not they will grant an on banc hearing, and that's I mean even fast track that's time consuming, so. Uh, recall that the trial date uh, for D.C. was, what, March? Uh, maintaining that trial date is getting harder and harder. They'll hear the ballot access case on February the 15th in the Supreme Court, but that, yeah, I think the right, an- and I, people may be pissed off at me for this, but I think the right answer, and and I'll off, I'll off, <laughs> A lot of times, the right answer for the Supreme Court is whatever it gets, whatever it gets it off their docket, and uh, okay. uh, and 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 the ballot access case is not ripe for decision because he's not an off he he's not yet an office holder. Now, curiously, they may be they may be painting themselves into a corner. Because if he does get convicted and then should, God forbid, be elected, then Section 3 of the 14th Amendment gets a lot more serious. And just on the odd chance that Somehow or another, his cockamamie theory of having to be impeached and convicted before he can be criminally prosecuted 
that puts a that puts a lot of pressure on getting the House and the Senate into Democratic hands. And the more I think about, you know, I mentioned Jim Justice as a potential vice presidential nominee. That would get you an extra maggot in government, because if Jim Justice went to the vice presidency instead of the Senate, uh, probably Alex Looney Mooney would be the junior senator. And ooh, what a, and, and, and he would, you know, he'd, he'd make Josh Hall an ass look sane. I mean, and, and I get I get Jeremy's point about not letting our mind weasels get to us but all of these things are on the table uh, just from a just from a, a, a standpoint of how noxious these little uh, maggot pricks can be uh, Thomas Massey a congressman from Kentucky a colleague of uh, Comer Piles showed up on CNN today uh, to uh, for an interview with Kate Baldwin who's good she's good at her job and he was just a shithead little prick to her and they all are uh, but the misogyny was just oozing out of the walls with this just give it a listen lawfare I'll call it and um, he's not at 50% I think you know, I think Ron DeSantis can win in Iowa without winning Iowa uh, if he keeps the president to a low number and shows what we see in the debates and what I've seen on the ground campaigning with him, which is he's doing better in Iowa than these polls indicate. And I think we're going to find that out. I'm, I'm getting my long johns and my gloves ready to fly to Iowa this weekend, and we're going to finish, the, finish it this weekend. I know you are from the Midwest just like me when you call them long johns, which I appreciate. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Thomas Massey, like I said, is from Kentucky. Since when is Kentucky the Midwest? But uh, for anyone wondering, uh, he's a uh, he's he's a monkey up he's a monkey up boy. Um, on the debate stage on Wednesday, you, Nikki Haley criticized DeSantis for having you as a surrogate. I want to play this moment for everyone. It's really rich that Ron is going to act like he suddenly cares for Israel when he brought the person to Iowa that's the most anti-Israel Republican in the state, the person that went and voted against Israel's right to exist in Congress, the person that voted with the squad against anti-Semitism on college campuses. Thank you, Governor. And you brought that person you, to, to Iowa to go and, and campaign with Good you. Governor. You responded on Twitter by saying, I'm living in Nikki Haley's head rent-free, and trust me, there's plenty of empty space in there. Oh. What are you saying there, Congressman? Okay, I'm going to give him credit for that. If he says bonomo, <laughs> give him a cowbell. Yeah, if he says bonomo, he's getting, <laughs> if he says bonomo, he's getting a cowbell and uh, a little less disgust. Well, look, she hasn't read the bills that I voted against. A lot of Democrats voted with me on that bill uh, because we believe in freedom of speech, and we don't think on that one the of federal... them. On one of um, them, she listed out. A, she listed out a couple, and I have, and I, and right. I, and I promise you, I have read all of them. The resolutions are actually really not that long. There, um, there are 19 resolutions. The first resolution is like six pages long, and it tries to expand the the conflict to Iran. I, you know, she's never seen a war she didn't like. 
um, and she's against free speech. So, you know, if she wants to hit me on that, she should talk about the facts instead of trying to characterize me as anti-Semitic. As Ron DeSantis said in the debate, that was cheap garbage. On one of the issues she's raising, as you've noted, there are multiple resolutions. On one of the resolutions, you were the only person to vote against the statement made by the House in November that reaffirmed the right of Israel to exist. How is that not anti-Israel? Because inside of that resolution, they equate anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism. There they do are not. there are they millions of Jews that agree with me on that. In fact, to make they it even don't. more that, clear, that resolution in November, and we can go through them. That resolution yeah, in November, it was straightforward. Reaffirms the state of Israel's right to exist. Recognizes that denying Israel's right to exist is a form of anti-Semitism. Anti it does not. There, note, there you it go. Does, it does there not. You go. It does not that say anti-Zionism, and, and then, it also and then in a subsequent, Kate, let me speak. No, 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 no. In a subsequent resolution, will. they clarified it. They clarified it in a subsequent resolution to say anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. And by they, it was actually a different group who did. So let me be really no, clear Congress. on the first. It's the same Congress that passed that resolution. I understand. But what I'm getting at, let's go step by step. Then, on the first resolution in November, nowhere in there does it say. Okay. That 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 anti-Zionism take, take anti is anti-Zionism. Take anti-Zionism off the table. Okay. Give me one second. Denying, if if you question Israel, if you this. have harsh criticism for Israel, this. that let's doesn't mean you're anti-Semite. Look, half at least half your viewers agree with me on this. I understand that you're getting that yeah, you're passionate about what you want to say. Let me ask the question, and then you can respond. Nowhere in that resolution where you were the only member to vote against, one other member voted, Rashida Tlaib voted present. Nowhere in there does it say that criticism of Israeli policy is anti-Semitic. Do you think, do you think Israel has a right to exist? Oh, absolutely they have a right to exist. Look at my social media posts. I started out explaining that vote by saying Israel has the right to exist. So then... Uh, the, uh, because I don't vote on the names me. of resolutions, Kate. You don't... It's not the name of the resolution. I vote on what's in I, the resolution. I this is not a gotcha in any oh, way, shape, or form. I know you can respect how serious I am I, about I, the I research I do on these things. I love the being week able later, to discuss they this did, with There you. was a resolution that did equate anti-Zionism to, to being anti-Semitic. And mm -hmm. in that, 92 Democrats voted present in protest. 13 Democrats voted against it. Jerry Nadrell, Danny, Daniel Goldman, Jamie Raskin, they spoke out against it. The mm -hmm. Jewish members did speak out against that. Correct. The and, they, week before, and the, the week before, you were the only one to vote against. Did you not read right. it? I read it, and they came to me and said, gee, you're brave. We'd like to vote the way you're voting, but this is, this is a political gotcha. And so then a week later, a lot of them didn't have the courage to vote no. As you pointed out, they voted present. That's the difference between me and these other folks up here. I have the courage. I'll come on your show and take the heat, but I'll also talk about what's in that resolution. Recognizing that denying Israel's <clears throat> right to exist is a form of anti-Semitism. That's, that's the name you of the resolution. Congratulations. You do, not, you do not support that. I'm not reading the name of the resolution. Congratulations. You are able to read the name of the resolution. I don't Ooh. vote on the names. Ooh, Congressman, I don't think you want to I don't think you're trying to question my intelligence now, are you? No, I'm just saying you don't have time to prepare for this like I did. Do you mean the two pages that I read in two minutes this morning <laughs> and highlighted the <laughs> yeah. resolve that you the House of Representatives? Oh. Good for you. You took two minutes. 
Um, there have been 19 resolutions. I know what's in all of them. I study them. And I say right on social media, if you'd done a little more research, you wouldn't have to ask me if I acknowledge Israel's right to exist. It's right there on my social media. I, I, I can read your, I've read your social media. I also okay. think, given the, what is stated in this resolution, it is worthy of re-asking. I enjoy this, this dialogue. I hope I get to come back on and talk about what's in these bills again. In these resolutions and in these statements made by Congress and in this resolution where everyone but you voted against, voted in support of, I'm happy to have mm -hmm. you on any time to discuss and will continue to do my research. And do okay. not appreciate when someone even suggests or insinuates I'm, I'm that I'm not prepared. I'm going to suggest that you didn't have time to do the research. He wow. Was, he was mansplaining. What a dick. You know, I, we have a we we have a a guest professor on staff who might be able to address this particular clip. You dick! I thought so. <laughs> big time, big time. God. So is he going to be the vice president? No, but this is but this is also the same shitbird who uh, uh, told AOC. Uh, you best not be coming down to Kentucky, little missy. And she shot, and she fired right back and said, "I'll go anywhere I damned well please, including Kentucky, and I'll talk to people and explain to them how horrible you are." We good? Wow. And one last thing as we wrap things up. Uh, The, uh, the the United States and Great Britain, assisted by other allied countries, uh, bombed the bejesus out of Houthi rebel installations in and around Sana, Yemen, yesterday. How effective it was, I do not know, but they are trying. You know, this this planet runs on oil. And they were trying to keep the sea lanes open, uh, not just for oil, but for container ships, excuse me, hiccups. Um, and the Houthis, you know, they're saying, you know, we're going to keep doing it. So I wake up this morning and I find a bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of maggots. What he did was illegal. He being Biden. No, it fucking wasn't. And if Donnie did that, would they say the same thing? No, they Hell would. They, no. no, they, they, no, no, Christopher, they'd be saying, "God, he's so manly." Why didn't he drop another five times as many bombs? Yeah, exactly. What a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, the those maggots cry when the Iranian general was killed. Yeah, right. Uh, sadly, uh, some of the people doing the complaining are alleged progressives. Uh, these people have been attacking not just uh, merchant ships, but U.S. Navy vessels. 
I'm pretty sure you don't get to take pot shots at U.S. Navy vessels and expect not to be hit back. That would be my assumption. Yeah, you don't fire at someone and expect to not be fired upon. Yeah, I guess you know. I'm betting. I'm betting John Britova would 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 have something to say about that. And even think, if it were Gilligan and the skipper, I'd, I'd expect them to shoot back too. You think the powers that be in Iran will get a hold of these people and tell them to like back off because they don't want things to get? I don't know. What do you think? Like they're the ones that. They're like the ones that are supporting the Houthis. Well, right? I mean, the Iranians have already said to him, "Listen, we're not we're not helping on this one." Yeah, they 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 sponsor like Hamas and Hezbollah and uh, elements in Iraq and uh, the Houthi rebels in Yemen, but they're not apparently, from all I can read, they're not directing the action. And they and whether it be October the seventh or this. They're not particularly fond of it because they know how they know how we think, namely right. that you know these are you know these are underlings attack uh, you know attack the progenitors. Yeah, they did a Russian ship by mistake too. I heard. Ooh, not yeah, not nice. Uh, Lou with a good question. If American youth stay home because of Gaza and thereby elect Trump, won't Trump be worse on Gaza? Of course oh, he yeah. will. Oh, God, yes. He'll, yeah, he'll tell the Israelis to make the desert bloom and build a Trump hotel right there on the seashore. We could have casinos. The, you know, I used to have casinos. <laughs> send, all, send all those brown people back to Mexico. <laughs> oh God! I wish you. I wish you were wrong, Christopher. I do. Listen, I got to get out of here. It's been a. It's been a Jim Dandy front porch. Thanks, everybody. A new broadcast okay. week will be here before we know it. And I've, I've got. Uh, nice to talk to you once again. Oh, nice to talk to you too, Carl. It's absolutely lovely. I, I'm waiting on Amazon to deliver my brass bra so that I can find out. You know. Oh God! Just how cold? Well, never mind. <laughs> you need to come to Phoenix, and your brass bra will turn into a coal hot firepiece. Yeah, no kidding. It would turn into a furnace. <laughs> but you know the whole the whole saying is a witch is in a brass bra, and you know <laughs> we found a witch. May we burn her? I'm not a witch. They dress me up like this. This isn't my nose. It's a false one. COVID, yeah, Robert, up, COVID uh, update coming from Matt in San Francisco. Still negative. Banned to the downstairs apartment. <clears throat> I know. First world problems. Where to isolate? Uh, the downstairs apartment or the airstream? Yeah, Robin. At least it I is guess so I should shut up and be thankful. I, I guess I should shut up and be thankful for having options. My husband, the nurse, is thoroughly confused as to how I never seem to catch the COVID. Maybe you're a witch, too, Matt. <laughs> uh, but I'm just glad you don't. Somebody's got to be healthy. I have not gotten COVID yet at all. I never have I'm either. So Knock wood. Thankful. Me neither. Yeah. 
but I'm pretty careful. Again, knock wood. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. This is one of those cases where being a negative person is a very good thing, Matt. Stay that way. <laughs> Stay negative. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody. It's time. It's time to go. Uh, and uh, uh, thanks to everybody who jumped in on the challenges and, ju- and and jumped in generally. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. We sure do need new subscribers around this time of the month. Not new, more to join in, link arms, that kind of thing. Um, we got a couple of we got a couple of days now. It used to be we didn't have any zero days for subscribers. We got some now. Um, but if you'd like to subscribe, remember. Uh, $10 a month via PayPal uh, will set you back precisely, almost precisely, half the price of a plain McDonald's hamburger, not that anybody wants one, per program. Uh, per program over the course of a month. That I mean, that's less than a song on iTunes, for Christ's sakes. Or Apple Music, or, or not Apple Music, the Google, Android, music, whatever. Uh, it's great to have uh, subscribers. Uh, a reminder for those of you participating via the uh, U.S. Postal Service, uh, checks and money orders should just be made payable to Robin Kincaid, R-O-B-Y-N-K-I-N-C-A-I-D. Uh, don't use uh, head-on communications anymore, please. Thanks uh, to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to Roger in the chat room. Thank you. To our news ninjas, thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Like the episodes, subscribe on a couple of platforms. Raise it, it, it helps raise awareness when you leave a comment. Thanks, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud Union Shop. Please stay safe, as noted previously. Get your booster, get your flu shot, get your RSV, get your pneumonia shot, if you are of age for that. Uh, be, in, being vaccinated here in the middle of the third decade of the 21st century is a pretty good idea. Remember to wear your masks. We, 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 we did the numbers on COVID this evening. Wear your masks, especially if you're around maggots. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance to the best of your ability. And if uh, uh, Thomas Massey of Kentucky comes towards you saying, you, you, good for you. You had two minutes. Oh, avoid that maggot piece of crap. Well, no, nah, he's for DeSantis. Uh, avoid, uh, avoid that piece of crap like the plague, because he is, and always, always, always. Gina, 
It's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay warm. Later. <laughs>